There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las, Las Culturistas calling. Let me just get tactile with my sister for a second. We're touching. Touching. Live in the flesh. I mm. just have to start out with a public apology. A public apology. Dear God. I'm giving you the floor. Thank you. The last episode. I didn't, I don't think so, honey, about the anti-reflective coating on my glasses not being satisfactory. And I I guess I didn't realize that I did name the business. You did. And I kind of lightly dragged them and used the words, I felt scammed. Jesus. And so I do want to apologize to Studio Optics at Rockefeller Center. I I am so sorry. I, I, I truly actually experienced exceptional service from Mike, one of the sales associates. Use what you did say. I did say. Dr. Klebanoff, who gave me my eye exam, updated my Iconic name, Dr. can we say? Stop everything now. Stop Meet everything me now. in the pouring iconic name. She, Dr. Klebanoff, she kept referring to herself as Sarah and um, was talking about how she went to the Rangers game. She's a big hockey fan. She's oh. so iconic. I do think I did something bad, and I want to apologize to everyone at Studio Optics for their exceptional service, their exceptional selection. They they are the only place in New York City that has the full Bruno Chosignol selection and and um, catalog, and so many other amazing selections. I I truly I I have not ever felt more bad about anything I've ever done. Bootlicka. Bootlicka. Can no, I say I'm not something? Shut it's up. Not, it's not bootlicka. <laughs> Shut up. Can I say I'm, something I'm to you? Sincerely, so so I told you on the way here. Can I, I get tactile like, with get, you for I'm a second? Get tactile. We're touching. We're touching. I am so proud of you for the way that you're accountable. You are such an accountable king. And this is the key. You don't go 
uh, here's an excuse. No, you don't. Uh, you never do no that. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Can I say something to everyone out there who's apologizing and saying, but, and saying, but this is, let me give you some background. Shut up. Shut it's up. A, it's a rule of culture. Number two. two. Shut, Shut up. up. You just apologize. Just apologize. This is, these, are, these are the two words you don't say in an apology. But or if. I'm sorry <laughs> if you're done. You can't say I'm sorry if. You say I'm sorry that. Honey. I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Listen. Not I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. You. Basic. You did it the right way. I know I did. Thank you. And that, this, is more of a, this is more of me showing people the right way. Well, when you become as famous as you have become, <laughs> no. you have to start showing people more sides. And because the, the people, they think that they know you. But the fact is, the truth the is, truth you're is... also an amazing, accountable person. And that is so beautiful, Bo. I've never been more proud of you than I've... I am right now. And I've seen the film Fire Island in which you give a star-making performance. I've never been more proud of you right now. And I've seen the film Fire Island in which you give a star-making performance. Don't patronize me. And I love that for you in which you give truly incredible, grounded work holding your own against the mother of black Hollywood, Jennifer Lewis. Can I tell you what made me feel really good inside? Yeah. When we... Sh- oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. Get emotional. Do it. Get there. We showed up today. You can get... To you record can this go, You can go there. And in the lobby, we saw the director of our film in, who's a guest on the podcast today. And he said that he, he's watched the whole show. I love that for you. Can I get tactile with you? Can I get tactile? We're touching. And he said that he likes my performance. Well, he didn't say that first. I had to ask him if the acting was good. And he said, he laughed and slapped me on the thigh hard with his phone, which is made of metal. That and hurts. Sc- it's made of metal and screen. Ooh. And when you take a th- something that's made of metal and screen and, and hit someone with it and flat. And then I turned to my other sister, told him, who's a guest on the podcast today. And he asked he has, he has, but he, he didn't. He, he, he didn't compliment up. me on it. Oh no, he's caught up. He's caught up. He's caught up. He just thinks I don't need it. I guess you know what I mean. I don't need to hear it from my sister. Can I say you were giving Sarah Jessica Parker and just like that in these last two episodes? I'll I, get better. No, I'll get better. My you think I was Bradshaw? giving SJP and because just like that? SJP, compliment whore. SJP's scene partner in one of the episodes was a literal reading light, mm-hmm. and your scene partner in these episodes is a handbag. Thank and you. And both of you like giving. True, complete humanity. Well, that handbag went to Carnegie Mellon. What? Graduated with Patrick Wilson. Yeah, they did They did actually streetcar together. Patrick who, Wilson. Who, who was the handbag? Mama Blanche. Mama Blanche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mother that, Blanche. That handbag is one of the mothers of Hollywood. I love... I, this, this is how the handbag did the line. Go ahead. I've always relied on the kindness of... Neiman Marcus, honey. honey. You know what I'm so excited for? What our guests? Our guests, because they are here to join us today. On this is so exciting, and we've been teasing. It I've for actually a while. been looking forward to this. I've really been looking forward to this, and we've been teasing it for a while. But this is going to be an episode two hours of Taylor Swift. We're all going to say our top ten top Taylor, Taylor and in depth. Our guests talk famously about, love Taylor Swift. Yes, this is going to be one of the most iconic episodes ever because it's all about Taylor. And we are so thrilled to have joining us the director of, um, checking notes, <laughs> Fire Island. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in it. We're in it. Funny enough. Um, and, the, and the writer and star. And executive producer. Does he need that to throw in there? Yes! Like, He's making decisions on the day. Going, move that chair there. I never saw him say to move a chair. Can I say something? Can I be honest with you? 
I was there the whole time, six weeks of shooting. Never saw him I say think, move that chair I think there. You were back in your dressing room. It wasn't on your coverage. And you're famous. Yeah, my big someone, dressing room that I had. And you and your Matt is famous for not being there when it's not his coverage. Going, <laughs> I oh they're not on me. I don't. I'm not. I'm out. I'm out. Use the stand in, honey. <laughs> Did you what? have this experience too? Our stand-ins were like a little bit hotter oh, than us. I'm used to this. My stand-in on <laughs> from Queens, the hottest Asian man I've ever seen. And the hottest man. Why am I saying Asian? Yeah, examine that. Examine and while that. you do, I'll sort of say um, the credits. Spa night. I mean, just an incredible, incredible foray into filmmaking. Loot. I'm, Loot. We're, we're, we're it's upcoming. Up, upcoming on Apple Psychosexual on Netflix. This is an incredible stand-up special. I was there. For the taping. Driveways. Incredible film. Hong Chow. Hong Chow. One of the most bright lights in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So we've sort of said there are credits like here, there, Generation. everywhere. Generation. Generation. The Pride Sunnyside. documentary. Sunnyside. Why are you laughing Why and shaking you laughing? your head? Shut up. Shut up. Two incredible people Actually, in our life. two incredible people. Two amazing people. And we are so excited to hear all their thoughts on Taylor Swift today. <laughs> Please welcome into your ears, alphabetical, Andrew Ahn and Joel Kim Booster! Stop everything <laughs> now. Meet me in the pool. Andrew, join in. You know the song. You know the song. Sorry. Andrew's I'm being sorry. bashful. I'm sorry. Uh, I know very little about Taylor Swift, Well, this is going to suck. <laughs> and you knew the whole time during production that we three liked her. So there was no homework or catch-up. Or... There was only so I had to listen to Las Culturistas episodes. No! We did Where you were talking about Fire Island while we were shooting. <laughs> we really were. We were. Remember that day, I think, believe that episode was called, what was that episode called? It was called, it was, uh, Talking facts. Talking facts. Because it was the premiere Joel of Salt Lake Kim came City. in. It was the premiere of Salt Lake City, and we were almost finishing up with the movie. And it that was, like was the third to last day. Of we shooting. did that episode in Bowen's bed, in his bed. Yeah, and that was I don't know. You guys, I have so many emotional things. I, to I'm say. gonna get emotional. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling. I'm feel. I'm. I'm feeling crazy. You right feel really I'm tired. Feeling a little from strung out. Disco. But yeah. Okay. Walk us through. What do you mean, walk you through? Uh, not, uh, what's uh, horse meat disco no, like? Walk, <laughs> yeah, what's walk it like? Us you know, <laughs> the 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 feeling of crazy. The the feeling of crazy is I didn't sleep. Yeah, yeah really. you got more sleep than I did. How are you? What are you saying? I woke up at like ten a.m. and I went to you, bed at like six thirty. Okay. Can you talk you? about being crazy in 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 relation to the film or what? Yeah, last night someone literally grabbed me by the arm and said, "Hey." You famous? Oh. <laughs> hey, you famous? And Title I said, of that. And I said, no. And he said, my friend says you're famous. And he said it in that tone, too. Yeah. Um, and then he said, congrats on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so he knew you were in a movie. <laughs> Insane. Um, you're hacking up along. Yeah. Well, There's no way we didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. This is not what it feels like. To have COVID. Yeah. I've had it. I'm a survivor. Uh, yeah. I'm a survivor, too. Are you a survivor of COVID? <laughs> I am, actually. You are? I am, yeah. When did you have it? I had it right before we had our cast screening in New York. That's and right. And I was so sad Iconic. to miss it. Yeah. Oh, I, was, oh, I was like 100 yards away, and I had to like FaceTime, be like, yeah. I love you all. I'm so sorry. I bought Joel a cake. Yeah. Because oh, it was shit. his birthday. And we took it to Julius, and they cut it out, and they handed it a piece to everyone in the bar. And that's Julius. Really? And that is New York. That's that New is York. New York, baby. They would never do that at High Top. When Can- they say unique New York. <laughs> when they say unique New York, 
Nunork? Nunork is what he okay, said. Okay, we got fucking Robin Williams as Nanu Nanu over here. Nanu, absolutely slaying R.I.P., by the way. You're going you're gonna to have to apologize to High Tops next week. I know. No. <laughs> yeah, the way you dispar- You were one of those New York fags who comes in and disparages High Tops. Well, I have news for you. High Tops is a neighborhood oh, spot. I've said this. High Tops, the, be- love high tops. the best food in West Hollywood. A hundred percent. Can I can I say something? So yeah. I would say eighty nine percent of the tweets about our movie are positive. But after the night of our LA screening, I did see a tweet that was like, "Fire Island is supposedly about like the POC working class." Um, like body diverse, like struggle within the gay community, and he chooses to have his opening night party at High Tops. Um, how does that? How does that make any sense? Or something like that, dragging me for having yeah, our like our party tops. at High Tops, and I was like, wow, wow, I really can't win. It's gotten to this point now where people will like read you for the places you. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's not too remarkable. That that's just so boring, though. Yeah, but that. also it's like. If that's what they're going to say after the screening of the movie, that's probably a really good sign. Yeah. Cause like, if they came to the movie and they were like, they had the after party at High Tops? Supremacy! Yeah. It's supremacy! <laughs> it's supreme! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, sure. Well, it's also like this person had to be, like, on your Instagram or right. something. Like, I think they were maybe even at the screening. Because how, uh, how would they know that the movie is about the working class POC <laughs> body to yeah, struggle? Yeah. <laughs> how would they know that? I don't know. How did this movie come about? <laughs> How did this movie come about? What was it like, like to we, work? What was it like to work with with us? Can I just say I I think it's really funny. I had a number of people who were like so excited that I was directing Fire Island, but more excited that I might do an episode of Las Culturistas. Well, well, <laughs> well achievement. I guess this is sort of high stakes then, huh? So when I ask you the question of how did this come about, you better give a good answer. <laughs> Well, Joel, you start. No, I don't want to do press tour. Okay, we're not, we're not doing do press, press tour. Shut up. We're not going to take the podcast at all. Okay. I was actually asking a facetious question to sort of be quote-unquote funny. I have a question for Andrew. Yeah. Show had. You literally just finished post-production in this really crazy city of New York. Mm-hmm. And I, how long have you been back in L.A.? Like two seconds? Yeah, like a month, basically. Are you, are you, are you furious to be back here? Uh, you know, I have to say, like... When I walked here from the hotel, so fucking like, hot, so hot. It's a like hot, it's, a it, it's a hot day, but I was like, oh, like there's something so, like beautiful about this place, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I can't live here. I can't live here. It's yeah. too. It's uh, I I think there's too much going on, and I get FOMO, uh-huh. and it's like I feel like I have to like do everything every night, yes. you know. Yes. And that's like how I got COVID. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. I mean, literally last night, like I took a helicopter to Montauk to go to a party <laughs> where Questlove DJed. And then this morning, my sisters were like, oh, we had such a fun time at horse meet. And I was like, I wish I had gone. It's like it in New York City, it never goes away. You can't do it all. But I will say me and my sister did have frozen Aperol spritzes just now at brunch. And that was pretty sweet. Nice. And that just doesn't happen in LA. Really? No. That's not true. Shut up. <laughs> no one talked to you yet. <laughs> my Joel, uh, LA versus New York. My very my very good friend in in Los Angeles, Mitch, famously like woke up after he like had a crazy night out, blacked out, and he was looking at his Insta stories and he was like, "Oh, that looked like fun." Yeah. And he got FOMO from himself. Yeah. Like from oh! himself. <laughs> Didn't even know. We got to stop it. 
I think Instagram's done. I heard Trisha Paytas say Instagram is over. It's all about be real now. It's oh, okay. Wait, are, wait, wait. Have you heard it? I haven't even heard okay, it. Okay, I need to get on it because the, the girls are talking about be real. Be real. It, be it's, real. And we have to enjoy it now because the, they'll ruin it somehow. But now it's perfect where, okay, so my understanding of it is, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Because Joel, I think, is the only one that's on it. You're on it? Okay, well, I'm you, on then, it, yeah. then you explain it. Be real is every day. You get a notification. At a, at a random time. At a random time. It could be 3 a.m. you get the notification. And it says, it's time to be real. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and so you click so into the app, and you take a picture of literally wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you take a picture, and it's and it, you take it with your front facing, and then it's also taking a picture of you taking a picture. Oh. And, and There's no hiding. There's, there's no, hiding. no hiding. Wait. You How have to be real. You have to give the phone to someone else and say, no, I have no, to no, be real. no, 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 no. It's you have you the phone. You are taking it. So if I took out my, if I got the notification right now, I'd take out my phone and I would take a picture of you three uh-huh. surrounding If you me. could get us in yeah. frame. And then <laughs> it would also be taking a picture of me at the same time. Got it. And so that would indicate to everyone that I was being real in that moment because I'm on, it's not filtered. Right. Right. It's not staged. Right. And it is, is beautifully a, communal because everyone's taking is, is supposed to ideally take the picture at the same time. And then if you are late, then it will say like Joel was two hours late. Yeah. So oh I wasn't being So you were not real. real. You weren't being real. Wow. This sort of relies though. Yeah, but that's that's I think that's brilliant. It's so it really brilliant. is brilliant. It's Shark Tank. It's Shark Tank. <laughs> I hope someone brought this to Shark Tank because Miss Barbara Corcoran would say I bet I bet Mr. Mark Cuban is eating his <laughs> Ass. ass. I bet Mark Cuban is eating his, <laughs> his ass, ass over this over one. The, over his this own one. ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I encourage everyone to be real. I want to get on be real, but the thing is, how many? T- so how many times? You don't know what this is. I have no idea. Okay. Would you be real if no. I told you to right now? I'm. I'm not even on TikTok. So I'm not I'm on not TikTok on either. TikTok. No, we're not on TikTok. <laughs> we're not on TikTok. No. I have my this is be account. real. This is <laughs> the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok is over. It's all about being real. It's all about <laughs> being be real. real. Is be real popping off though in a real way? Kind of. Kind of. It's popping sort off of. more than um, Ello ever did. Yeah, you know? certainly. Like that. Remember Ello? That moment? <laughs> that week? I literally don't remember Ello. Well, we all had one. It was MySpace, but ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. It actually did like the black and white aesthetic before co-star did, before like other people. Like, yeah, that is, true. that is true. But That's Andrew, true. you do Instagram, you know. <laughs> Andrew on Films. At Andrew on Films. Andrew on Follow films. him. At Andrew on Films, Twitter and Instagram. Um, Sure. I mean, it's not like... I. I barely know how to use it and I'm using it mostly just for Fire Island stuff but like because you're proud of the film because I'm proud of the film because I want all of you to like shine shine I want you all to be fucking stars. but you're a director have you ever thought about making a movie on Instagram stories no <laughs> yeah it'd be real fun it would be amazing be really easy Ooh, I mean would I have done a Quibi show I don't know oh, oh my god my drag god. us <laughs> would you not have done it if it was still on Quibi I, I didn't have the choice I didn't get hired well you're, well, well, you're saying now I don't know if I would have done a Quibi show if, so you had the choice. Would you do it on Quibi instead? Because I heard <laughs> Quibi's coming back. Quibi is going to Quibi 2.0. We just and I think it's important. And I, and Joel has been very responsible and pressed. But it, the the Quibi joke in the movie. There's a quick little Quibi joke, and we are all grateful for the people at Quibi. It crushed. It's LA certainly screen. not. It's certainly not the creative executives that I was working with. It was the business people at Quibi yeah. who, yes. who made a lot of... It. And we were actually talking about this yesterday. Some random gay guys were talking about this yesterday, if you can believe it. Random gay guys on the street How random talking were they? about... My friends, my close friends. <laughs> but um, they were talking about how they... like 
they loved like your show oh. and they loved like the horror show and the like uber stalker show and like all these like things the problem wasn't the content the problem was like the business decisions that went into making Quibi untalkable about. Yeah. Yeah. Untalkable. You about. could not you screen couldn't airplay. You couldn't, screen, yeah. you couldn't airplay. You couldn't screenshot. You couldn't like take videos. Yeah. It was like nothing was sticky. I can't They were believe. obsessed with the use case of yeah. people are going to watch this on, on the, the subway, on the, you know, like on the computer. It's like, no, or they want to watch it at home. Well, but they the- had a month after the pandemic, pandemic hit to pivot that. And I think, honestly, maybe the technology was super sensitive and it wasn't as simple yeah. as like let people airplay it. Well, no, they but- did, though. They did. They did. They start eventually, doing, yeah. eventually, yes. But they but missed their launch, window. Yeah. Launch, yeah. Like, well, yeah. and the crazy thing is, is in China right now, TikTok is trying to start five to ten minute. 10th episode season <laughs> program. And, it's, and I it's think it's go- going and it's well, right? going well. Uh-huh. Like, people want that over there. And so the thing is, is I actually think someone will do Quibi again in the U.S., but we'll do it better. I think it'll be and it'll work. It'll be be real. Be real TV. And then all of a sudden, TV. you're going to become like Quibi 2.0's big director. <laughs> yeah. You would have done it at Quibi. You would have, no, you, I, you would I, have I, heard the pitch from Joel Kim. You would have sat down together. I, I came with... Uh, I came with a, a pitch deck, and I was uh, not as good as their second pitch deck. Though. Not as good oh. as my second. Oh, pitch there deck. was a second moment. Yeah, yeah. I had my he my uh, second he, he auditioned for Quibi and he auditioned for Hulu. Wow. I love to think about you auditioning. <laughs> I love it. I I was a uh, I was a child actor. You were not. Oh I my was. god. Were you really? I was. know this. We have Did that. You, you have that. You, you have that shine. I was scouted at a wedding. Shut up! I were was, you dancing crazy? I was probably dancing crazy, and I got repped by Acme Talent. Oh, um, oh my God, Looney Tunes! Absolute tune. And I did um, what? I did a lot of books on tape because I could read well as a child. Uh, that tracks. I did um, uh, a little reading for a book on tape called O.J. Simpson. I want to tell you. <laughs> What was that about? I had to read uh, a letter written by a child to OJ during the trial. Oh, oh my Lord. God. What? It's on cassette tape available on Amazon. Oh, my God. I, I want to very brave. OJ Simpson, I want to tell you, I have the clues. <laughs> what, yeah, was, it, was, the it, clues. was the child you were reading for pro OJ? Pro OJ. What? Yeah. Pro OJ. I think um, a kid writing to OJ is going to be a fan. And, and be then like, I don't like you. Do and, you think OJ did it? <laughs> Not, what is that controversial? Yeah. Why, you, why would you back away from Stop. that? This is why are you doing? Is your next stuff. project with OJ Simpson? Oh. Yeah. Uh, you're terrible to me. You're no! terrible. I'm terrible to you. You know he says because Eric Anderson from Awards Watch asked them. So sweet. This is from a fan. How was the acting, Matt Rogers? So funny. And Andrew used that opportunity to say I, that I was attacking him with bits during the show. <laughs> do you feel attacked during the show? Do you, do you feel the movie? No, it's all love. I feel the love. I feel the love. <laughs> but yes, my it was a very short-lived uh, acting career. Okay. Uh, I uh, hit puberty, got ugly, and then um, they no. dropped me. They dropped me. Don't do that. I almost do that. don't do that. You're being Howie right now. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, Howie ass. I'm being Howie. But I did. Um, I almost made it onto the show VR Troopers. That was. <gasps> oh my god! I fucking loved that show. <laughs> what is that? I don't one know. Of, what VR one of the many is. Power Rangers. It was. Clone. It was oh. a knockoff of Power Rangers. And, and, except they would go like part of it was in virtual reality. Oh. And yeah, it was only three of them. One one person of color, one white person, and a girl. That's not, um, a, that's not a bad. That's not too bad. No, for the time, yeah, not at all. I'm saying, um, but I loved it. But yes, I think it gave me a certain um, 
uh, like respect for actors. Yeah, because it's hard. It's really no, hard. It's, not. it's hard. No, it's not. I know you I say think this it's all sometimes the time, hard. So, I, yeah, you do say that a lot. I think it's sometimes hard, but no, the lifestyle around it is not hard. Like the way you get treated. You sit, on you set. sit in a chair and drink Lacroix for yeah. That part hours. is not hard, but so, but uh, occasionally, like it is hard. I mean, like we would all say there were definitely hard were moments during shooting. Yeah, and um, and it was hard to memorize the, the script. That's not hard. <laughs> well, it's hard. You know, you know. So the writing was writing. The, like, Didn't Joel, make any Joel, sense. How do you know? But Joel, Joel, it's a jumble. Well, the, the writing. Joel wrote the script <laughs> in a really cool way. It was like non-linear at like the letter level, so it, it was like a fucking like pangrams thing. Yeah, where you, yeah. You had to decode it. Had to every, decode day it. It <laughs> every day was Wordle. It was Wordle. Every day was Wordle. And you only had like ten minutes to memorize the line, and then it would disappear. It's like Marvel style. Like you get it on an iPad, and then it, like kind of wipes off. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details did i ever tell you i auditioned for licorice pizza uh, the role oh, for for the, the the Ben Safdie role? No, it was it was at the end of the movie, like the Safdie's boyfriend, the gay yeah. boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that okay. reveal. Yeah, so yeah, I auditioned yeah. for that. His script, like what you what you had to audition for for that, and I might have signed an NDA, but it's like far in the past now. But like truly, like one of those like auteur scripts, which is like not a capital letter in sight, uh-huh. punctuation wild, like eight commas in a row to denote like I don't know oh, what emotion, but like wow. one of those things. Oh. And then it was nominated for screenplay at the end of the year. So like, I mean, who's to say anything has to be sure. not mortal? Sure. When when I auditioned for Eternals for Gay Husband. Um, ah. the, uh, the audition sides were from Goodwill Hunting. I auditioned for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every gay person did. Every gay Which person scene? did. Which well, scene? I didn't get that audition. Every gay person of color! <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I need to know my place. It was Robin Williams. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was Robin it Williams. It was the famous scene. It was between Matt Damon and Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh, that's a great oh. scene. I did, I did that scene in college, The Shepherd actually. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Missed opportunity for a little mini driver action. I know she's so good in she's that. So yeah, it would have been so funny if Marvel was auditioning their first gay character <laughs> and made them audition being mini, mini driver. driver. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that would be sort of iconic. I got a little bit of your pickle. Like, come on. Oh, like, that's such a good movie. It's on such porch. a good moment. You, yeah. Okay, can we actually say something and 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 say that Joel watched a movie for the first time recently? That Matt. Oh God, this was a shock this, to this, me. This was a shock. To oh me. yeah. Yeah. Joel texts us the other day and goes, I have something to say. And I go, oh. Could be anything. Could be anything. He goes, I just saw Aaron Brockovich for the first time. First time. Aaron Brockovich comes up like once every Isn't that two crazy? Yeah. I it's feel like... in the script, Joel. I know. I know. <gasps> you cut it, though. I know. <laughs> you cut oh, yeah, it's cut. Some of the best lines were cut. One of my favorite lines I had was cut, and I'm going to confront you both about it right now. Okay, what is it? It was the scene where we bring Zane over to the house, and... I say, you say to Zane, it's not too late to leave. And then I say, rude. And then under my breath, I go, and also it is too late. (laughs) And I can't believe it's cut. And I want an explanation right now. I will say, no one had more lines cut from the film than me. Well, you get the most well, lines, so okay, be true. real. That's be I'm real. Being, I'm trying to be real. Um, why was that cut now? Yeah, well, I actually am curious to, to know. Wh- well. Which one should I address first? The... Me now. <laughs> it's my show. He's going to get so much attention over the next couple few weeks. I, think, I need this moment. Why did you cut my line? I think it was, it was uh, to get to 
uh, Marissa Tomei faster. Yeah, right. Oh. No, yeah, it's a thing. It's such a set piece, you know? It's such a set piece. Okay. It's so good. Um, and then Aaron Brockovich, uh, I think it had something to do with um, uh, wanting to get to um, the romance of that scene faster. Wow. You know? So he's always cutting things get, to get somewhere else. I'm cutting sorry. the jokes. Cutting sort the jokes to get, to get somewhere else. Like, we had really to leave crazy. stuff for the DVD extras. Yeah, but yeah. I, okay, can I say something? And this actually... Okay, maybe I shouldn't because I told you what my I don't think so honey is going to be. Yeah. And maybe so I shouldn't get into this too no, much. No, but no, no. Okay. will we see scenes from the cutting room floor? Will we see them? I mean, the on the only, DVD, the on the Blu-ray? Place, but the only... No, everyone stop. Let's stop pretending that people still buy Blu-rays, DVDs. Go off. To watch feature... The only place featurettes live now is on fucking YouTube. YouTube.com. And it's like, it's hard to serve that up unless it's like in people's algorithm. And that's something I'll get to in my I don't think so, honey. Oh! But I just think it's... Everyone's like, it'll be in the DVD. It's like, stop saying that. You don't mean that. Don't... When directors say this, including our illustrious director, mm-hmm. it should have been in the film. It should have stayed in the film. You should have kept sh- everything that was cut. There's roughly 20 minutes that was cut from the film that I would love to see back in. Oh, God. I, the, the three of you are just like <laughs> looking at yeah. me. We hold you responsible. Hey, I, I agree. There is a lot of stuff that I wish were still Direct is cut. Direct is cut. Yeah. What was Release it? the on-cut. Yeah. What was your process? This is like a, a serious question. <laughs> okay. First day of post. You're seeing... Almost all the footage, like 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 like, how does it work in the beginning? I'm just curious. I, I truly yeah, don't know. No, yeah. So our brilliant editor Brian Cates, Brian. yes, of Queen, Short Bus fame, yeah, love, Private Life, The Savages, mm. um, so cool. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. He uh, he complimented my ADR. We'll we'll talk about that. Later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, to hold God. that um, to hold that so dear. <laughs> I have to ADR say. king. Well, because I kept going. I'm doing a bad job, and then Brian goes. Always the ones who think they're doing bad. We're actually really bad. really because I leave every ADR session being like, I crushed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think ADR is one of my great skills. Okay, anyway, but, sorry, uh, so no. Brian, um, uh, he wanted a, a few extra days to uh, finish his assembly of the movie, and wow. so I had like, uh, I had like four or five days to just decompress, like not think about the film, try and like What'd put that do? behind me. Um, I do you remember? Uh, I had Probably like jacked off a, a lot. <laughs> Sat around and jacked off. Yeah, I had it. No, I was still in New York. Oh. Um, I had a, <laughs> I had like a a, a fancy dinner Love and that. you deserve um, it after a big film. And I came, I came back to to New York like just like chilled. Saw some of Sean's friends. Yeah. Um. And then I just Sean is his boyfriend. Sean is my boyfriend. Sean Sean Um, is his boyfriend. Is he's gay? Gay, (laughs) gay lover. Um, I love that. At some point, like in the process of uh, getting to know me, Joel was like, "You have to stop talking about your boyfriends." Oh, (laughs) yeah. LOL. Wait, I didn't tell you. You eye rolled. You like eye rolled every time I said like, "Oh, like the guy that I was dating at the time." Oh no, no, no. this was not about. (laughs) You're talking about too much about your boyfriends. It is the fact that you have had 17 boyfriends. Have you had a lot of boyfriends? Are you talking about boyfriends? 17 boyfriends. I've had. Four. That's cool. That's a, That's lot. a lot. I've had four. How old are you? <laughs> 36. That's a lot. That's I've had good. four. This has been my longest relationship. It's once every Sean. 10 years he's had a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a boyfriend when you were young? I had I had two college boyfriends. Two. Yeah. And one of them broke my heart. Fuck And him. then I think I You're broke. You're so much better off. 
<laughs> no, but then, but then, guess what? He broke. He broke another boy's heart. He's about well, to say. You, it's just it's, it's, a it's a terrible. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah. It's a cycle. Anyway, I watched hurt people, the hurt movie. People, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> Wounded people. I watched the assembly. Yes. And it was. I think it was like two hours long. And I, 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 it, I couldn't watch it. Like it was yeah. really hard oh, for me. Yeah, like yeah. I, I just kept thinking about the shoot, yeah. and I kept thinking about like. I wish we got this or yeah. like the beach looks like it's raining and yeah. like yeah. and so I just thought of all the problems and then it's not until you kind of get your hands in it that you're like oh like like it it's I I I get it I see it you kind of turn it um and I you know I I think with every cut I felt like oh like it's turning into something that right. is really beautiful and um, and and something that I I hope Joel is going to be happy with. He was Joel. You, you were happy the from first the screening for Joel. I was shaking in my booties. Yeah, uh, uh, you I, were shaking in your booties. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember you saying that that first screening went over so well. Yeah, I thought it was great. I loved that version of the movie. I think that like there are definitely things that were improved by like notes and things like that yeah. that we got from the studio and there are things that I missed certainly. Well yeah. that's going to be with everything. Yeah. yeah. But I do think that I am glad that the movie is under an hour 40 mm-hmm. ultimately. Like yeah. the the actual movie with credits it's longer but like yeah, I'm gl- like not every movie needs to be two and a half hours long. No, and I actually hate when they are. Like I I think it's a great length. It never it feels like I don't know. It's it's a joy to watch from start to finish. Although I will say, watching it the first time, I think as an actor in the movie, oh, and I'm, you had this experience too. Awful. I, experience. And I was actually surprised that you did not have this experience. Oh, I I still have this experience. Well, yes, but like. I wept after it the d- first time I saw it, not in a good way. I was like, I had like a dysmorphic meltdown. I FaceTimed you and was weeping. Like, and I then I watched it a second time, and you had this experience too, I where did. you first saw it, and were like, oh my god. And then the second time watched it, and it's like it comes together in a way. There is like a shock of seeing yourself play a situation that you kind of. It is a very meta film for all of us, and so watching yourself do it, it's like, and I think maybe it's a thing of watching yourself on camera too, which I'm not really very used to, to be honest, but the second time I watched it and was able to watch it as a movie, I was so moved Mm. and like beyond proud to be a part of it after I got over the shock of seeing what we had done for the first time. So maybe that's like the same with you too. It's like you watch it for the first time and you think, oh my God, you're so self-critical. You can't get over it. And then like you see it again and it starts to become more clear. Is that correct? I I think that's a hundred percent true. It's it's just like, there's a, there's a weird um, like shock to just like seeing something that you've done. And, and also like when it's not like fully polished, you know, there's something okay. about filmmaking, you know, it, it's like it's such a fantasy and anything that like takes you out of it, it makes it difficult to like assess. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's also it's like a unique sort of process, this in, in the television, because when you're when I'm writing the script, I'm seeing it as it's being created. Like I or when I'm when someone's painting, they're seeing it like slowly form and be created. But like it's not like you, there's still so much work. And even just like from the that first cut to now with like the mixes oh the my sound, god the sound has changed great. every yeah. time i've seen it too in such a, a remarkable way yeah. like i don't even know how to explain like just hearing everything it is it makes it so complete. different yeah yeah i think but i think you're summing up like a really a really nice in a, a general and a good way creative process where like clay's on the table you're like god look at this fucking clay 
and then you mold it and then and then there is that like moment where you want to fast forward to it sooner where it's like oh now it's starting to come together you, there, there is just this crucible you have to walk through with everything especially with writing especially with like anything that's generative I don't know where you just you get you have to get over that first phase of like ooh this this is rough this sucks yeah I don't know it, not that you felt that it sucked or anything <laughs> no no but there is a thing of like especially when you are the director of the film and it's like your responsibility to curate it like and this is both of you too it's like it does like once you write it and you star in it it leaves you for a second and then comes back to you in this form mm-hmm. and you're like wait what like especially like being a control freak about like the jokes in the script and like working on that stuff and like shooting it getting the takes and then it comes back and it's like wait this is a part of the process that I did not have the skills for and you yeah. had had all the skills from the writing to the acting to the producing and then it goes away during this crucial part of the process which is editing and then it comes back and you're like oh my god and it's like that adjustment period mm-hmm. it is like mm-hmm. a little shocking and yeah. I mean just I can speak for Bowen and I like we were just actors in the film and it came back and it's it like still shock. It was oh my god like it's, it is like a shock especially when you realize that like ideally and Probably a lot of people are going to see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I I just remember at one point while we were editing, I think a bunch of us got together here in New York and yeah, I remember that went out to Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Oh my know? god! And lol. Um, and I was telling Bo, and I was like, oh my god, like. It's like you brought up Fire Island on the podcast, you know. Uh-huh. And Bone was like, you know, we, we need to stop talking about it. We need to stop talking we about really it. We really haven't like, talked about it. I don't remember much. that. And and I think in the next that. episode, like <laughs> like Matt was like, I saw the film. And then and then you were like, but we're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it made it sound like it was bad. Honestly, honestly, you came over to my house yes. with a few of the girls. It was like Louis Fortel, Gus Hickey was there. Our friend Nico was there, and we watched it like in a very contained atmosphere, and watched it on my television, which always bums me out because like it skips, like, and we were streaming it from oh. the computer, and it was like skipping a little bit, and I was just like, by the end of it, and then I remember we watched <laughs> we watched Tomas and Diana on Netflix, <laughs> which is like a gorgeous palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, some of the songs were actually really good. Were they not? Stop, Joel. They were good. Don't he's not what? You looked away from me. No, we I were making eye contact. And the songs in Diana were good. Pretty pretty good. Yes, <laughs> Bob Slay and go off. And but but anyway, like it was like you're watching it rough, and you're like, oh my god. And then I realized, like, never again can I watch early cuts. Like, yeah, do not show them that. to me. Like, I'd rather just see it when it's when it's fully done because it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, especially then you see it, and then things get cut, and like things get shifted around. Like, and then you do kind of like feel grateful to be just like a part of the process, yes. and then like be able to wash your hands of it and then get it. But I think we all did feel even though like we were only merely actors in the movie like an ownership over it because i remember when we wrapped like and we were all posting our like instagrams about it i remember saying like while this is still ours like this feels like really really good because oh. it does have a special place in i think all of our hearts because it is about so so much that's very real to all of us and it was funny because we had gone to Fire Island the month before and then mm-hmm. it felt like we were back like acting out the experience of doing mm-hmm. it like definitely I think for all of us like inhabiting like a younger version of ourselves yeah. and I think that the three of us here like all played roles that were sort of like if not written directly for us then like you know inspired in the writing a lot would you say yeah no I mean actually you you of the people that I like had in mind while I was writing it, you two are the only ones who 
ended up in the movie. Yeah. Right. So and so like I think that we knew that, and so walking away from it was very emotional. Mm-hmm. And I wonder like how you felt like walking away from that experience. And I also wonder like what character you relate to the most. Like, <laughs> no, no, genuinely. Like, and I wonder like what was your connection? I know the answer to that. What was your connection to the piece in that well, way? I mean, for for me, the the connection to was always uh, the. Noah Howie friendship, you know, like I have a group of gay Asian friends who you've met now, they're, you know, and they're oh, so fun great. and lovely. And I, I, I didn't know they were a part of your pitch deck, too, they were which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I just really, uh, you know, I, I really connected to the fact that here's a film that has two like queer Asian American leads uh, and they're super different and they're friends like that to me felt really uh, like special and, and it's like and as someone who's made queer Asian American film like you know Spawn Night's a very sad mm. <laughs> you know mm. lonely perspective right. um, and so that that was how I you know came into the material I also love Pride and Prejudice like I love Pride and Prejudice that Joe Wright Pride and Prejudice is like my so comfort good. movie so fab you know Kira is truly great and She's Matthew, amazing. Matthew. Yeah, <gasps> Ugh, I know Colin gets love. like the the Darcy like iconography, but like Matthew. Well, my favorite Mr. Darcy is now Conrad Ricamora. I mean, come on, we've got our gay Darcy. You He's know, so like, good in the really movie, you guys. Man. Like everyone listening, like you're gonna absolutely get your life watching him in it. He's so oh fucking good. He's so good. He's well, so you. Good. I remember when you and I met for the first time. Like you were like the big draw for me in this pro- for this project was that it's Pride and Prejudice, but it's about. Jane and Liz, like that. It's the fo- it's a, it's like an opportunity to tell that story, but like yeah. focus it on a different point. Yeah, I think that's like the like the brilliance of Joel's yeah. like queerification of the story is mm-hmm. that you take it away from the romances and you focus it back onto the chosen family. And I think that that's something that queer audiences like really understand. Yeah, you know, I've been saying, and this does sound like total soundbite, but I've been saying that thing that Joel has layered on so well is that it's about belonging and like I don't think I would say that Pride and Prejudice the original text is not necessarily about that it's about divides in a way but it's like but there is this thing about people's conception people's notions of Fire Island have to do with whether or not they feel like they belong there or if they go with people that they feel like they belong with yeah you know absolutely so I feel like that's like the brilliant thing and we're just yeah. Something someone's pulled a bunch of people have pulled obviously from it too is like that that I had not really zeroed in on either is about like desire and why we desire and how much that drives an experience like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, and I think it's actually in every single character that's that has a main plot in the movie is just like this idea of wanting and wanting to be wanted and wanting to be desired <clears throat> like was that in was that in your head the entire time oh yeah i mean cuz i think that's like a huge part of my journey over the last like 5 years of like m- of being in new york and then being in la and then like exploring like all of the like no fats, no femmes, no Asians bullshit right. that has, like, been sort of in me since I downloaded Grinder in 2011, you know? Like, and I think, like... It's followed you until... Coming... Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And coming to terms with, like, understanding that, like, I want to be desired right. and by who and all of these things and then working it that out over the course of the last several years is, like, the whole reason... One of the big reasons I wanted to explore um, this story through the lens of class vis-a-vis... Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't on that trip where you were reading that book, but I do remember you came back and, like, then you wrote that piece for 
Well, Penguin. Penguin. Yeah. What is that? It's their the publishing publisher. company. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Penguin Random House. Yeah. Penguin. They Random. have a website. They a they had a literary blog that is ne- <laughs> that was then defunct, but they added just that essay back really? on. Really? Yeah, yeah. You can find that essay. Well, the essay capitalized. So it's a great essay. Yeah. The essay is really brilliant. I, I wish is, I had read it, it before. You yeah. hadn't? I had it. I, it was, because it wasn't it, anywhere. It wasn't anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They took it. the The whole blog that it was a part of went down. So. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool that they brought it back though. Yeah, that's it was great. nice. Yeah. No, that's and that's uh, it. The mapping is just so. It's so clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a home run, Julie. Thank you. Hmm. We're very proud of you. Thank you. Did you Is know it, that? Are, you, are you sick of hearing it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, I don't know. I don't like, it has, I'm not quite able to absorb it right yeah. now, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I think like part of it is like wanting to enjoy this period where it's still like, Mm-hmm. ours like yep. you were like you were ours. saying where it's like still ours and then you know come friday when it's out and the world has seen it it feels like this part will be over yeah, yeah. And well, like, we were saying on the way over here like the, matt was like the discourse will be broken open in a way for, yeah. for better or for worse like it will be like in another set of hands yeah i think that's also like also what's sort of comforting about a process like this though is that ultimately like it it, it does not belong to you it belongs to the people that it's going to affect and mm-hmm. i think that that's actually kind of nice. Like we think about it in a certain way of like how it's going to be discussed on social media and what are going to mm. be the things that people like decide to hammer on or like talk about. But also it's like, okay, I went on YouTube and I typed, I was really high one night. It was like really late at night and I typed in the words Fire, Island, Fire Island trailer uh-huh. and oh I God. saw... I saw someone's response video to the trailer uh-huh. and it was this person who was so sweet uh-huh. and doesn't have that many followers on YouTube and was so excited about oh. the movie. Yeah. And it was just truly like him watching the trailer and laughing and his eyes got so big. And like he said he, in very few words after the trailer was open, was, was, was on, and he said very few words about the movie, but he said it just makes you want to go to Fire Island and like have experience like this. And I thought mm. that's really who the movie is for. You know what I mean? It's for people who are going to like live this experience through the movie and it's about it's about friendship and it's about yes, it's just like I wish it wasn't so cliche to say, but the chosen family and how important that is and how it's still important even though we've all been lucky enough to live that experience for such a long time. I start crying. Um that that's like really, it's it's very meaningful, and it's so it, it makes me so proud to be a part of. It. And honestly, I was so emotional at that that second screening that I saw <laughs> for so many reasons. In LA, yeah. Well, we watched it again at my house, mm-hmm. okay. and I was like beyond moved. But not only just because of that, because of like the image of love that we get to see at the end of the movie. You know, the nod to you know the past and the song that's chosen. It just like overwhelmed me so much yeah. and like it you did you boys did an amazing job and you did such a beautiful 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 film you did a beautiful film <laughs> you did a beautiful, <laughs> you did a beautiful <laughs> film we did a beautiful well, film. Say, like, and my sister is a star <gasps> in oh, and let me let me turn to you right now and say you did that oh queen <laughs> what were you gonna say andrew <laughs> i was just gonna say to go back to your previous question about like you know, it's like letting go of it, yeah. right? And and I I think that there's a certain understanding um, 
of my work where uh, it, it's like I have to find a kind of meaningfulness in just the process of making it, you know, and and I, I think that it has to do with how when I made my first feature, Spawnite, like I was like, who's going to watch this? Like, I don't oh. know if it's going to get into any festivals. Mm. And so for me, I said to my whole team, I was like, even if this doesn't go anywhere, I'm so happy that we did this together. Yeah. And I'm so glad we made this. Right. And so I've, I've held on to that through uh, driveways. And then even on this, even though I knew that it was going to be on Hulu already. Right. Like it already had guaranteed distribution. I was like, let's just make it so that. Um, we have a great time doing this together mm-hmm. and whatever happens in the future is bonus, you know? And so that for me, I think has been really like healthy in like thinking about like this release now, you know? Well, I think you did a brilliant thing, which was <clears throat> before the table read. So this is before like most of the cast had met each other for the first time, but you had me, Joel, Matt, Tomas, Torian, and Margaret come early and you sat us down and you were like, everybody go around and like share an experience you had either on the island or like a fond vacation memory you had like with friends or like with your chosen family. And this was like, and like Matt, Matt, Joel and I knew each other, but then, you know, the rest we weren't, I, I, we, we were getting to know the rest and it was the perfect level setting mm-hmm. of just like everybody coming in with the same shared notion of what like this movie, like what these characters were going through. I don't know. It was the perfect thing to... I I really... That stayed with me the, the entire time of shooting. I was like, oh, Andrew did that for a reason. Um, and I'm really grateful. Well, it's, like, so much more fun to talk about, like, a fun trip we've had versus, like, tell me about your coming out. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, no, <laughs> totally. Um, Everyone it, go around the table and say an interesting fact about themselves. <laughs> about yeah, yeah. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. 
I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. I think we asked Andrew's question. It's time. It's time. Okay, Andrew, because we've, we've asked Joel. Um, <laughs> this is Joel's 18,000th appearance on this podcast. Is Joel the most yes, frequent guest? Yes. Definitely. I'm a host. Oh. He's, he's, he's basically. Uh, yes. He's sort of a co-host. The third. I'm Some, sort one, of... one time Bowen will, sometimes Bowen will sort of log on to the virtual Zoom and be like, oh, guys, I don't know, guys. And I'll be like, okay, I'll ask Joel. <laughs> and then Joel always comes through. It's like when Lisa Ling comes back to host the view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ask him the question now. Okay, Andrew... What is the culture that made you say culture is for me? Um, so I think I, I've been preparing for this. I've been oh, that's I, I have so many different <laughs> answers. I think it has a lot to do with um, it's VH1's pop up video. Oh my god, yes, wow. that's really good. There's just something about it where like I realized, pop up video. yeah, like I realized like culture is something that you can like analyze and has a backstory yeah uh-huh. you know and i i yeah. loved like like i don't know why i still remember like the jamiroquai virtual insanity video like more blood was supposed to gush out of that room you know uh. like because of pop-up video or like uh for it's all coming back to me now celine dion like <laughs> like um when she's brushing her hair the fact was like over brushing leads to alopecia you know like <laughs> The most bizarre things. It's the reason I know that that Third Eye Blind song is about what, it, like heroin. Oh, is from because of Papa Video. Oh fuck! I it's, wish you would step back. That one? No. Um. No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did it teach you about like production or whatever? Like. Or is I, that, is I that, love that, how you're like lead? tying it into like well, is that, I don't know. Is, filmmaking. Is that, is that is that fair or is that like like such? Uh, a, maybe like, actually, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think I think it. Uh, there was something about um, uh, 
like visuals and music and um and how those come together mm-hmm. that like did fascinate me like i remember and this is like somewhat related but like um in college i was like obsessed with um music videos and i like sat my best friend down you know charlie in front of the computer and i was like you're watching the maps video for <gasps> from the yeah 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 oh my you know? god and she was like that was good and i was like that was just good <laughs> like and i could tell that i had this passion for it in a way that like made me uh like like want to learn how to make it yeah. you know and so that that was a, a a segue but i think with pop up video i think the other thing too that was fun for me was like cuz i think i was 10 uh-huh. when it came out like and just remember like talking to my friends and being like oh my god like did you see the pop up video like i know this about this song uh-huh, and like uh-huh. and i lived in a very kind of uh asian american suburb of los angeles um and like my friends and I would go to karaoke after school, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and like just like fun. the stupidest things. Like I think that's when I realized, oh, like culture is super. It's it's shared, right? Like I remember, oh. like someone saying, "Sarah McLaughlin, I will remember you," mm-hmm. and then like a number of us did the doopy da da da, and I just like we couldn't stop laughing, and I was like, "How did we all know this?" And it's like, oh, because we all like watched the video yeah. and we all knew the song so it's like there there's something about that vh1 mtv but more vh1 uh-huh, i think for uh-huh. me oh yeah i was definitely you know? a, a vh1 yeah boy. as was i yeah. i wasn't allowed to watch mtv because was it of the gayer? sex was vh1 just gayer um i think that vh1 expo- <laughs> in so, a lilith fair sort of yes <laughs> it, it was presenting like light sophistication it was at the time. It was more it was, adult. It was more adult contemporary, and so I was allowed to watch MTV. No, I was not allowed to watch MTV because my mom associated with sexuality, mm-hmm. overt sexuality, like trashy sexuality. Like there was always blurred out, pixelated mm-hmm. nudity, mm-hmm. and VH1 was never going to show that. But what VH1 did was it was more of a sensuality. So my idea, <laughs> my my like no, my like that. cultivated like idea of what like sexuality was was less like. Horny Tits. teens making out open mouth on a beach. It was more about like Shania Twain, Twi- like draped mm, an yeah. off the shoulder shawl. That you know? man in a bathtub in that yes. black and white music video. Yeah. Yes. Ugh, you're still yes. the one. Yeah. You're still so the good. one. And also Mariah Carey, my all, in that tight black mini dress, like singing over the black lake. You know what I mean? And then her like on a plank and like she sort of makes out with a guy and like you see just like her back as a shawl comes down. Like it's like tasteful nudity. Yeah. But whereas like and I also, it also was, they were obsessed with the divas, too. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, MTV yeah, was not yeah. showing Celine Dion all coming back to me now. Like, VH1 was. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, they were concerned about, like, the the ladies uh-huh. and not, like, the boys and the girls. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. In a way that I think was formative. I, I love that Mariah Carey, uh, Always Be My Baby video with her and, like, the tire. The tire swing. Like, it's so good. So good. It's so good. I do want to say that there is a Mad TV pop up video sketch parody where it's Mariah Deborah Wilson is Mariah singing the um Lover Muffin. Lover song. Muffin. Heart and it was the heartbreaker. It was heartbreaker, but it, it was the parody, but it was Lover, Lover Muffin. Muffin. Lover Muffin. <laughs> but like it's all these people being like, Mariah, Mariah, Mariah's acting weird in this, whatever. And then and then and then the last one is Mariah popping up and going, Hi, I'm Mariah. 
I'm from Mars, and I just want to say, Bowen Yang. One of the funniest things about Bowen is that I love Matt TV. He stands Matt TV. He is obsessed with Matt TV. He loves every character. We got Matt TV better on our antenna. We didn't have cable. We got Matt TV better on an antenna than we did SNL. So I would watch. I would typically watch Matt TV first and more often. And SNL, like if I got the the bunny ears just right, then I would watch it. Bowen loves it all. Bowen loves Miss Swan. I love Stuart. I love Miss Swan. I mean, I'll I'll say, like, my family and I would watch Mad TV and Miss Swan. Like, we laugh. We laugh. We laugh. Because it was actually not really even, it was a nondescript, nondescript, like, amalgam where it was, like, kind of, like, horseshoed into, like, not even being Asian anymore. Well, I, I also think that, like, there is something <laughs> that's, about... That's my also, Swan is not an Asian story. Swan is yeah. an Asian. Well, there, there's also something about, um, uh, like, first generation versus, like, second generation. Yes. Like, there's a, like, a hilarious YouTube video of, like, first gen, second gen, like, Chinese Americans eating Panda Express. Mm-hmm. And, like, the second gen, like, our generation yeah. is, like... Um, this is disgusting. Like, this is not Chinese right. food. And the first gen is like, this is delicious. <laughs> like, they're like uh-huh. loving it. And they're like, it's not Chinese food, but it's great. Right. You know? And there's something about that where I'm like, my parents watching Miss Swan, they're like, this isn't Asian, but it's hilarious. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Would you ever direct a music video? Sorry to I was going to ask that. I've yeah. done a little. I've I've directed two music videos for a friend, Dia Frampton, who I think is so talented. Oh, Dia Frampton yeah. from The Voice? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my oh my God. God. I just stand Dia. Yeah. Joel and I watched The Voice every week yes <laughs> I was in a voice fantasy league for I, many seasons Dia Frampton Dia Frampton and she's she's so good as a performer like she's and she, an amazing you, voice you sent me some of her songs during production I did I oh, asked you to listen to Die Wild Die Wild yeah. Dia Frampton as, as a way to like get me oh my god Andrew in the so, Howie so, in the Howie mood I really appreciate that yeah. but I I love Dia and she she said hey like you know uh, I I'd love to work with you in some way. This was right after Spa Night, and so I did these two uh, music videos that like have uh, like more narrative. You know, there's more of a story. Um, there's uh, a love story between Dia and uh, the actor Yoshi Sidarso, um, where I recreate the Darcy hand moment. <gasps> from oh, wow! Right she slips and falls, and he uh, like helps her up, and it's like, and I showed her that moment, and I was like, I want to recreate this. Uh, so yeah, so Pride and Prejudice has really been a part Fair of, life. yeah, exactly. That is so cool. you're saying you're reusing. <laughs> Shots from other Copier. people's movies. You're a big what is, what is our hand moment? It's the dance. It's when I put my little, like, gay wrist <laughs> ends up on Conrad's shoulder. I didn't notice I, that until this cut, this most recent, the final cut. I didn't notice the gay wrist. I yeah. do. I do. It's, my, it's, my it's little really claw. It's such a raptor. <laughs> little, yeah, it is the claw. I hate it. It's one of my least favorite parts of the movie because I think it looks so goofy. But That's your part of the movie that you're like, ugh. Yeah, that, no. that part. I know what Bowen Any does. part where I walk, it's an extended scene of me walking. You're I'm such like, a good walker. No, I, it, I look so crazy good. when no, I walk. No, stop. Um, and what's you the do this? One? You do this in one of them. Yeah, I know. That, it looks insane. <laughs> no, it looks great. It looks great. Did, you, did you notice that uh, that we added like a little yawn from yeah, you? Yeah, I <laughs> did. A, a yawn Bowen writhes whenever we watch the scene of him falling in the water. The oh, scene from the water. The what water? is it about that? It's so good. I'm Where I'm like screaming in the pool. <laughs> it's, fu- it's funny. It's that, and it's truly me in the tub where like Joel invites 
Joel oh, invites. Wait, I know, I know, I know you hate that. Wait, why? I, I love that scene. I think you look so cute. Your arms look so good too. Well, no, but it's this. It's it's the shot of me like kind of like looking up. Uh, no, like, no, it's so good. It's so good. It's so oh, funny. God. I don't know. I just. It's, my profile is like no, it's not, beautiful. Not Something I've had to let go of in the last couple of years is that I have no like objectivity about what I look like. Same, I know, hundred percent. How I'm, 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 it, it drove me into the ground. I cry. I wept. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. It was the 100%. scene where it was the scene. The scene at the end, which is, I I don't want to spoil it because this episode is going to come out before the movie. The movie, but when we have our moment on the dock. It's just I can't like the way. It's just like it's just like a chin thing, and I'm like I can't I can't stand my chin. But the thing is like you're watching it and like no one would see it but you. But that's what you you do not have permanence watching yourself, or you think you're gonna show up on screen and like look like fucking you know Ryan Reynolds and whatever. So beautiful. Well, I think it's also like. We also have too much control yeah. over what we're putting out of ourselves yes. now mm-hmm. because of the Instagram of yes. it all. Yeah. That yes. like when the, when the second you lose control of that it's and like so you, it's like I think it's just amplified ten percent. Like yeah. I will say, every single piece of press that I've posted of myself over the last month, I think I look bad in almost all of it. Really? Well, but I'm like, I'm but again, but I've true. let go. I've yeah, just said, I've just said, well, I this is not what I look like, but yeah. here it is. Um, so I don't know. It's crazy. I remember though shooting the movie and I literally was like, I am making a pact with myself and I did this for the series I shot too. I am not looking at a single daily. I am not looking at any shots. I'm not, I don't want to see any footage of it like until it's over because I think that the death of like your ability to act comes when you see yourself mm-hmm. doing yeah. it because like then, then you're literally going to think. LOL, but I saw Jennifer Lawrence say this too. Like she was like, I would never look at a picture of myself, a still of myself, because once you're thinking about what you look like, you cannot act. Mm. You cannot do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's the it's that trust with the the way he's pouring the water into the mic. I'm a fully. I'm a fully. Yeah. I'm a fully. Oh the way, it's it's you have to. It is fully. It's, it, it's fully. the trust that you give to the director, right? Like they have to. And watch we trust for you. you. I I think I was very fortunate that like you all like trusted me, and and I took it very seriously. You know, like I didn't I didn't want to uh, like abuse the power. You know, well, we're all and, like, extremely nude in the film. Yeah, that's a oh, thing. I thought you said new and which nude. You are. New and nude. Yeah, I mean, I, certainly the most nude we've all ever been on yeah, camera. It's true. It's true. But I feel like Andrew really. I know. I know you say you like had a light touch and such because it's you know you were trying to let us like be bring the comedy or whatever. But I feel like the it just made the moments of you stepping in and actually really mm-hmm. shepherding the thing so much more meaningful I don't know like the the times where you would have to come in and like really like set me emotionally I thought were always like so well done the Bowen the like the Howie emotional moments are so good they're but, so good Bowen has Andrew. a Demi Moore moment in the film oh my god! I'm gonna say Bowen is Demi Moore in the film That's and that's all we'll say and that's all I'll say <laughs> that's all we're gonna say and if you know what we're talking about you're a real reader <laughs> <laughs> wait. Okay. Wait. A random question. Yeah. Was 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 yeah yeah yeah. Was it was there like an extra affinity because because of Karen O? Like, did you, did you know she? I didn't know she was Korean until like five years ago. I didn't know that she was yeah. Korean either, either for yeah. a long time, and yeah. I think I was just like really into the music and and just her performance in that video is. Nuts. Oh my god! But, but yes, your performance in this movie is amazing. It's Karen O. <laughs> who is the best? Who is the best music video actor? Who is the best? 
pop star <clears throat> acting in their music videos? Uh, um, Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares <gasps> to you. Come yeah, on. That's a really good poll. Really that's a really good one. That's a really know? good one. You're, you might, might be hard to beat on that one. I think Alanis is actually pretty good mm. in most of her videos. Natalie Imbruglia. Oh, the no. torn that video. That is a good one. I mean, it is the one torn take. Vi- it's, one, it's one take. Yeah. Jesus. I will say my favorite music video ever. And I... It's so we. I've talked about it a bunch. Talk about it. It's cool, Gwen Stefani. Oh my god, Gwen slays that. Yeah, really good. Uh, and uh, Italy, maybe it's not like the best acting in the music video of all time, but like, but it, the, like the, the, the video is, is filming. The video is gorgeous. Have you seen that video? I can't remember it. Oh she's my god, a brunette it's so her, good. She's a brunette. Well, she's she's a, she's blonde. Acting. Like she's blonde in bed, like sort of saying to camera, like reminiscing about this this like this reminiscing romance. when she was brunette. When she was brunette, <laughs> and and then the, the flashbacks are all these like beautiful like. Like Italian, like Vista. The song is about like l- seeing someone that you were in a relationship many, many, many years mm-hmm. later, and isn't it great that we're we've both moved we're, we're, we've moved on we're and we're in cool. a, we're settled in our new lives, but we still remember that. And so the video is this thing of like she's inviting him over to her very palatial home in Italy, <laughs> and like he's got a new wife, and like they sit down, and like the second they lock eyes, like it flashes back to them when they were young. It's and really it's just, well done. It's so good. Yeah. And Gwen is serving in it. No one reveres Gwen as much outside of this podcast. I have to say, I, the number of times she appeared <laughs> in the songbook, the number she's not, of times she's not she really appeared in the songbook is she? She's on the songbook a couple times. I guess she's more than Mariah. Mariah only has one song in the song. People oh, got yeah, mad. but Mariah's got a whole episode of this podcast though. Yeah. That's true. Can That's I true. say on top of pop-up video, because pop-up video also did really influence me and make me want to make things, too. Yeah. But the other thing, too, if I had to redo the question today, it would definitely and be... That's, I think, the title to that. I think, I think, I think there, enough time has passed. Enough what was the culture passed. that made you say culture was for you, Joel? Blooper reels. Oh, Blooper my reels. God. Literally, this is so fucking funny. <laughs> That's my I don't think so, honey. You, what? That there's no blooper, <laughs> that there's reel, no Fire blooper reel in Fire Island. <laughs> Shut up. That okay. We were I just bloopers. We were just talking about how bloopers are it, lost in the so culture. Important. Bloopers changed literally everything. like everything for me because it opened oh you up to the, ex- the the world like beyond just the show. And you're like, oh my god, there's so many people involved in this. There's so much going on. They're like a family. Like I've watched The Office bloopers probably more than I've watched The Office at this point. <laughs> wow. Um, the Friends bloopers were always banging. Like yeah, I yeah. loved it. The end of movies when they would play that blooper. Rush yeah. Hour to Ru- the best. I'm telling you, like I feel like if our movie didn't end as emotionally as it does, like and it is sort of like it's like a it's a it's, it's, a, it's a cathartic yeah. high point. It's it's a great way to end the movie. But the way I wanted bloopers, there weren't a lot but, of bloopers though. That's the thing. I, th- I think that's, that's true. true. There I, were not a lot of bloopers. I think, uh, and I remember you being like, "Is this movie funny?" Because we're not breaking and laughing. Yeah. You said that a few times, and yeah. I was like, "Yes, Joel. It's just like." We're all just doing we're professional. it, and also we did. It wasn't like we were made of time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, I think that was the thing. Is it was such a tightly scheduled shoot. You know, it's like we just had to move so quickly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and like some of those scenes, like like the sun is already set. We're like, we need to get. This oh, that scene. was so strong. Like you guys. we have twenty minutes, right? Yeah. Like, oh. That day, the day the waves were crashing on the dock, and we had to shoot <laughs> that scene on the dock. That was so rough. So we were everyone reading the readers. We were going to shoot the finale, which takes place on the dock on this day. Where truly, I've never seen the waves. I've never like seen. Yeah, that I was know. the crazy. They were crashing over the dock. Like there was no way, and we were like trying to figure out a way where it's like, okay, so we're gonna talk about how you guys can do this and not die. And we're like, oh. And, and it was this thing too, where we asked our like safety person who like is a nautical captain or something, wow. and we were like, it's like okay, like 
this is high tide. Like how how like how long will it take until it gets lower? And he's like, no, this is low tide. <gasps> yeah, it was a rough higher. day. And we just were like, and we had to pivot and shoot like boardwalk. That, the boardwalk, boardwalk scene. scene. Yeah, you know, which I think is it turned out really great. It's great. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. But People yeah, listen, re-listen to this episode after you've seen the movie. It'll make a lot more sense. Uh, my my favorite thing about you, Matt, in the movie is if you look like your hand tries to make it into so many shots. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Like if it's like not your coverage, and you'll just see your hand snake in. <laughs> you what are you dragging? Me? Long fingers. <laughs> Don't touch my arm. Are you dragging? Me? No, I'm just saying. It's like. You love it's like you love the camera. You are you a love the camera. Lob. How no, dare you do that, that to me? It means that like you like the character of Luke like just kind of like wants to like just like huh, like get in there. I think it's great. It's like we put that like in purpose in the movie. Like there's a me really, sort of floating into the shots. There's like <laughs> I love the moment between you and James Scully near the end of the film. Oh, I know what you're talking and about. Rolling with so, the homies. Yeah, rolling with the homies, yeah. and it's so good. There are three Multiple clueless references. references. Yeah. I only know of two. There, there's Way Harsh Time, yeah. which is in the trailer, I believe. Yes, and Rolling then with the Rolling with the Homies. And then <laughs> the other one is like a very oblique reference to Clueless, and it's um, it's a reference to the scene in Clueless where they're go- leaving the the party in the valley, and they're yes. like, "You go with him," and it's like, oh, "No, yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. make any sense." Right. And then they're and like, then "They're with- yeah, 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 all of that." It's like such it. If you watch the movie, you could probably miss it, but for to me in my head, that is a Clueless reference. To be in this is gonna sound cuckoo, but like to be in like a gay Clueless rocks. I, mean, it's, I love it so much. It's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, probably yours. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, I literally, whenever anyone comes in here and says "Clueless" is their culture that made this, made yeah. them say "culture" was for them, which happens a lot. Doctor Wendy said that. Yeah. And like, the, I what was iconic. Yeah. And like, but it really is. And like, in I remember you said like when we were doing the movie, you were like, "Is this funny?" Because we're not breaking. Like this is this is happening. And you had a day where you did not think the movie was funny, and you were like, "I had a couple days." You were melting <laughs> down, and I was like, "It literally <laughs> is." But now you watch it, and especially to watch it with a bunch of people, you realize like the last there one. is a quotability too, which I have to say, I understand when comedy movies and comedy series want to be like dropped in and quote unquote grounded, but leave in the quotable lines. The you have to because it is. I mean, you can like when you said that culture was meant to be shared. Mm-hmm. I remember when I realized That's that how you share it. We were literally yes. at lunch yeah. quoting Mean Girls. To each other. Bowen and I were. And we've done it probably it's every so, third it's, it's time the most we basic hang out. Thing about, it's the most basic thing about us. Yes. We literally, our friendship is often quoting, and then we do it again, the same line, and then we do it again simultaneously. So Bowen and I are like, a lot of our friendship is just doing the Mean Girls monologues. Yes, I can't invite you to my party because I think you're a lesbian. I mean, right? right? She was a lesbian. lesbian. Girls are, girls are in There's going to be suits. girls are in their bathing suits. We're doing it. We're doing okay, you did this. You did this for when I said I saw Aaron Brockovich too. You yeah, literally you just a fifteen minute tear. On just, Aaron I'm not, talking to, you, I'm not bitch. talking to you, bitch. Excuse me. Get out of my face. That's all you got, lady. Two wrong feet and fucking fuck ugly shoes. shoes. But this is what I'm saying. If you want the movie to, to be, live, to, to live to be forever, a, shared, a shared cultural asset, leave in the jokes. What can I say? The iconography has to stay. Yeah. My uh, my Rudolph asked me this question on set for loot and we were talking it would turn into like a weeks long conversation that we don't quote movies anymore what is the last oh, movie that's that because was a lot of them mo- honestly it's bridesmaids 
And it's like it's like yeah. it's it's these movies that are not afraid of being hard comedies. And this is something I really feel strongly about: is if you want an audience to fall in love with a character, give them jokes because the serotonin pops when you see a character come on screen and you think I'm gonna get a joke. Mm-hmm. So, like it's subconsciously in the back of your yeah. mind, it's like if Jenna Maroney had no jokes, you f- she'd just be unbearable. Yep. 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 Like, period. <laughs> Do you know already, like, what a quotable... I, I know I one. know one. Yeah. Yeah. From Fire Island? Yeah. I do. What's yours? Um, Premium stuff hits differently than well. I mean, like, that is, like... The, oh, top shelf stuff just hits differently than well. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think the one is not even a line that I wrote. It's Matt's improv, which is... Well, my two favorites are... And Eagle Eye listeners will have... Or Eagle Ear listeners will have to listen for these. But it's... um. Can I can I trade anyone a Crest White Strip for a prep pill? And I was really proud of and that. And then James and James Scully has my second favorite, which is they really don't like it when you put makeup on animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's very subtle, but it's definitely I heard that too. Last Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. Everyone's like, you have to stay after the credits. You have to stay after the credits. What is after the credits? Oh, no, we can't say. We're not going to tell you. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You didn't what say it after is. the yes, credits? Yes, you did. You saw it. I don't think so. What is you it? You did. I don't think I saw. It's just the very end of the credits, and it's a, it's a it's an audio. Th- it's only. an audio only. Oh. It's not like a cutscene, but yeah, you'll just have to stay for the end. I of the guess credits. I'll have to oh stay God, through the so end fun. of the credits. Everyone, no, all the readers know. have to stay. Do you have one. I what's my quotable line? Honestly, there's a lot, but I, I honestly okay, it can be yours. No, it, it's it's not one of mine. I think well, the 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 whole Mercer Tomei thing I think is iconic. And I do think that the sometimes number is iconic. But in terms of lines, hmm. I haven't seen it as much as you guys, but they are there. And that's this is what I'm saying. Even if I can't pull it right now, yeah. it's that there are lines there that are like, and honestly, I think the fact that there's so many, I guess I'm excited to see which ones jump out at the audience. Yes. I have another one. Go. Uh, Nick Adams. Oh, Nick has so many. That's why his voice is so deep. That's why his voice is <laughs> so deep. It's so weird. It's so funny. It makes no sense. And also, it kind of does. And I don't also, know. like, I didn't say that. You said that. Yeah. Oh my god! That's oh my so god! I didn't say that. You, you said that. That's, that's so really irresponsible of you to say. Yeah. I actually love that he's of a different culture. Oh, uh, that the words of, of a, a different culture. culture. That's one. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Really funny. Also, just like Tomas being like, "Bitch, who is this?" Like, I don't <laughs> I know, just little oh, things. What Tomas says to the sunset is also yes, 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 yes. That is so so. Again, everyone, come back and listen to this episode after you've seen the film. I'm I'm so excited for everyone to see it. I really, really am. Can we talk about the cast for a second? Because I think that some. Thing that is so great about it is like I mean I think that Bo and Joel and I obviously have like a years and years long friendship but it really did feel like when we got to set and Bo and I had met Margaret Joel's met Margaret before but um when we got to set like it really especially at that first table read I really feel like a maybe everyone was really excited to be a part of it and so was bringing a good energy but B like immediately like we all wanted to really hang out with each other yeah and like I wonder if you could talk about like just like watching that happen and like how what what the casting process was like I mean I remember uh like you were I, the first person I think cast yeah right? I was yeah you were the first because person you guys cast. were attached we were attached yeah. even before I came I on. did audition yeah. though twice yeah and and I remember like Joel was like this is for Matt. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, I get it. And then I watched the tape and I was like, no, perfect. Like perfect. Yeah. Because and I really mean this like 
I've said it before, like gay Jenna Malone, you know, uh-huh. like that's like meaningful. the Thank perfect you. Lydia. Yeah. You know, what's funny is it was announced that I was playing Lydia and everyone online was like, oh, of course he's Lydia <laughs> to the point where I felt a little dragged. I was like, yeah. OK, girls, like relax, yeah. like yeah. the thirsty mess. Like and it, a, a review described Lydia as a thirsty mess. And I'm like, OK, this is how the readers see me, which is fine. Uh-huh. Um, but, but yeah, I, no, I think it takes like there's uh, you have to have so much fun with her, you mm-hmm. know, with that character. Uh, and then she has to get into trouble, yeah. you know? Like, and I think that, like, I trusted you with that, you know? Um, and then uh, with Keegan, you know, we wanted to find, like... Someone know, who could stand up to you. Yeah, honestly. exactly. And that's, that's really funny. hard. It's super hard, you oh, know? And, and I think a, a lot of people, a lot of very, like, cool actors... Fancy girls. Yeah, fancy people, like... We just hack it. we just didn't feel like it, we we couldn't find that person. And then Tomas, like Joel said, like like Tomas's audition like makes me laugh yeah. so hard. And I met Tomas on Zoom. They were hilarious. Yeah. And I, and actually, I kind of loved that. Um, like I think maybe because Tomas went to the Fame High School, LaGuardia, yes. like. They're so well trained yeah. too, you know. Just like technically, like I gave a note, like such amazing, you know, uh, uh, such am- amazing adjustments. Like, like Tomas was so good. And then I think for me, just was so much fun to hang out with. Yeah. Uh, you know, irreplaceable so, yeah. energy. It truly changed the way we spoke. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It was like, like living in an episode of Legendary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that vibe of, honestly, like maybe number one thing, I'll obviously being with my sisters, but number two is like Tomas. Like for me, just like, and meeting and knowing, I was nervous about it because I knew that this person had to sort of be like another half of my body and meeting Tomas immediately falling in love. And we had the best time. And I mean, I think we all had that, but like to have like, I mean, I know what it's like to have a real sister. You know what I mean? And so, like, to have that actually feel, like, very natural. And I remember you saying, like, you guys should pretty be pretty amorphous from the beginning, like, literally physically on top of each other throughout the entire thing. And, like, <laughs> honestly, in the film, you did an amazing job with that because literally we are physically entangled for most of it. But it didn't feel like I had to act that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tomas is brilliant. Yeah. 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 The I think... Joel and I both saw very quickly like how you two would get along. Love you know? her. Um, Love and then her. Torian, I mean, it's so funny. Mm. Like uh, Joel, you had worked with Torian in Chicago. I cast him yeah, in a play so in 2014. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just like I remember seeing his tape, being like, "Holy crap! Like this is so good." And yeah. and well, also, and didn't have an agent or yeah. anything. We had, yeah. I think, they reached out to him on Instagram because I was like, "Oh, what about this guy?" And then they, like, couldn't, yeah, and it, it really worked out. And I just, there was something about Torian's read. I wonder, actually, if it's because he works in casting, too. Yes. That, like, Maybe. like every joke, just, like, he landed every joke. You yeah, know? I didn't think and, about that. really knows how to but audition. At the, but at the screening, too, the, the, the L.A. one that we were all at, every single joke of his. Yeah, they all land. Huge. Head. Hard. Fireworks. It's yeah. so funny. I mean, like... I remember because uh, I think he he auditioned for Keegan as well, and mm. the, his Keegan is so different than his so Max different. was also amazing, you know. Like, but it was just this like, thing where I I, I uh, zoomed with him and um, 
I was talking to him, and and at one point we, I found out that he plays the cello, and we're like, oh, should, right. oh, should, should Max like bring his cello to the island? Uh, and it's just this like other thing that's like so Mary about him, yeah. Mary Bennett, you know. Um, but like I, I, I think I saw in that Zoom like just someone who has such a good heart and yeah. was so inspired by the story and like knew the meaningfulness of this film. Like, I was like, oh, like, we are all going to come together with this, like, shared purpose and, like, get along, like, so beautifully, you know, and then Margaret. Well, and I'll say this, too, about Tomas and Torian. Kitty and Mary are the most underwritten characters in Pride and Prejudice. They are the most periphery of the sisters. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that either of those parts would work in the movie. I mean, because everyone gets a moment in the movie, at least, um... But they bring so much of themselves yeah. to it that it's all, they fill in so many of the blank spaces, yeah. I think. And just like there wasn't real estate to, to service everybody on the same level because it's, it's a large ensemble movie. But like they bring so much like specificity and individuality yeah. to those roles that like fill in the gaps in my writing. And I think like would not work. It would the movie wouldn't work without the two of them specifically in those parts. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And, and Margaret, I know. I love her. How I love unreal. her so much. She's I'm, so good. Yeah, she's so good. She's so funny, and she uh, like was just the sweetest human being. She's a great vibe. Yeah, really. I mean, like, and the dog Lucia. <laughs> Lucia. Well, and originally written to be an older gay man. Yeah, mm-hmm. cast a. Cast an iconic older gay man in the role who had to unfortunately drop because of other engagements. And literally the day he dropped, Margaret Cho reached out and was like, I want to be in the movie. Mm. And I was I barely had to rewrite it from an older gay man to yeah. Margaret. Um, <laughs> yeah. I barely had to touch it. Yeah. Although but although like her being this lesbian who was from Trey Grove, like, is so perfect. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it also It just, solved a problem I didn't even know I had. I can't exactly. imagine it without her. Yeah. But then that then you know, like there if you know readers who haven't seen it, like there's a scene, please come back and listen to this after you've seen the movie. Um <laughs> where she just she, you know, she she has a great moment where um that is all informed by like that characterization mm-hmm. that only she could have done yeah. yeah so so cool and then you had a I think we all had a really nice individual moment with her where we're like god this is someone we've no I think every us. gay person yeah. on set at yeah. one point pulled her aside and told her how much she meant to them well yeah. I had already done so B, BG background is Bowen and I got her on the podcast like years ago and this is when the, baby, the podcast was like a baby podcast, and she was, I think, the biggest person that yeah. we had booked. And like, I had been, on, I had told you for years that she was like a hero mm-hmm. of mine. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, closing my door, putting my earphones in, listening to her albums, like her telling me what my sense of humor was, like from mm. from from the computer, you know what I mean, or whatever she was. So we were so, I was so panicked to meet her back when we had her on the podcast that I was like rearranging the chairs of the furniture in the room where we were waiting. I was so anxious and nervous. (laughs) And I think we did a bad episode with her because we were were so nervous. And then meeting her to do the film, I was anxious. And I remember we were sitting at the dock on the dock on her last day of filming. And we're just sitting there like it was like a quiet moment. And she turned to me and she said, I just want to say this was a really great experience doing this with you. You really make me laugh. And I literally turned to her and I was like, I, I was like, I, I don't think I can express the words right now because I will mm. cry. But she's so meaningful. I think so much more than she knows. And I remember when she was on the podcast years ago, like I told, I asked her, like, do people tell you that? Like, do you get that? Like, I think she does. Of course. Definitely. Yeah. 
Definitely. I think she gets that and then she she pivots it, right? Yeah, into she does. like how she does. do I how do I foster this like next generation, you yeah. know? Like she she doesn't waste the platform, yeah. you know, and I think that that's what makes her so special. Yeah. She's seen it all. Yeah. And she is this like she is herself an icon, but she's also this generational bridge between like a Joan Rivers and like, you know, like us or let's say, you know, like not that mm-hmm. we're like that whole spectrum or whatever, but it's like she is this person who like has had to interface like in so many ways in so many different capacities, like actor, stand-up comedian, you know, reality show, like 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 talk show host, like like all these yeah. different like she has like what a what a career. Like yeah. there's yeah, there's not many people like her. And then I think like in terms of like the n- more nefarious characters or like the like sort oh, of rich gays in the movie, like I think we all had been a fan of Nick Adams. Nick Adams. And the brief with Nick Adams was so hot it's scary. Yeah. Um and <laughs> nailed check, it. Check. Yeah. check, check. Um Zane, I think, was the second t- person to audition for that part, and mm-hmm. we wanted him for a long time. We loved Zane. Yeah, yeah, um, and just the sweetest guy. Couldn't sweetest the, guy. definitely the the most Nick and him are the most opposite of, yeah. of, their, of their characters yeah, in the movie. Totally. So um, I remember like Nick would come out of his trailer. <laughs> Nick would come out of his trailer in the clothes and like the sheen <laughs> and like just the way he looked was so it was violently it, it was hot. violently hot. It was like Kendall hot. Yeah, yeah. To, like walking Kendall. And I remember he would come out of his trailer and we would all just laugh. <laughs> like and we would just laugh at how hot he was. And it's he would just roll joke. his eyes and be like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's what? a visual joke. It's a visual yeah, yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. Visual joke. Casting should... someone that hot is a visual joke. And but then, he happens, yeah. but then he's so fucking funny and good. Yeah, I know. and a sweetheart. And oh, Zane. We it was oh, it was so funny. We made Nick Adams so shiny. We just, so like, shiny. We really leaned into it. <laughs> I forgot a birthday again. I know. He, I know. And I love so how he's great. wearing that red hat. That's yeah, like shiny. It's in a Versace scene. hat, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's like a designer red hat. I I'm, think he's head to toe. Every yeah, every outfit is head to toe. The costume one budget designer. was mostly allocated to him. I would imagine <laughs> a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like we were talking about. I remember when we, you were casting Dex, you were like, "It's going to be maybe this person that we know, and then this other guy named Zane." And I was like, for super super anxious about it because I knew we would have to do like a sex scene in the movie and I was like cast the person that we know like I'm, I'm comfortable with that and he was like yeah but you haven't seen Zane." and I remember you sent me Zane's audition tape and I was like oh uh, uh I, yeah maybe it should be maybe it should be Zane. maybe it should be, <laughs> uh, be the same character it's brutal brutal well I think it's he he like so good knew too. how to to like draw someone in like yeah he's just, a his looks and i you know? literally on his first day of shooting i said to him in that store i said you should and will be on a cw show in three months time. <laughs> and he was and i'm he a was. fucking witch yeah. because it, it happened <laughs> um and though like shout out to the legacies fans if you're listening you terrify uh, me. Um, they're so scary. Yeah, those those girls and their vampires don't get in the way. Like they they're really into it. Any any fan cam community, I'm like you all. You all are powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. would never speak a word against the fan cam community <laughs> yeah. of any fandom. And then shout out to Aiden Warden and Mikey Graceffa, who were uh, both lovely. And brilliant. Perfect. Mikey Graceffa really got the comedy of that part, and it yeah, is like a so very funny. small part, but he. Is Nails. so funny. Choo choo, choo choo, and honestly, one of like every time I watch the movie, like James impresses me more and more. Like yeah. he's so guileless and so like he's such a puppy dog. Like he really like and uh, yeah, in a way that like I, I I was reading a review that like 
lightly commented on the fact that, like, he performs the guilelessness in a way that makes it believable that, like, Howie and Charlie end up together in the end. That they're both so kind of pure and, and they're coming at it from, like, two sides of purity. Yeah, it's, it's that, like, like it, yes. It, it, you, you kind of, it makes sense that, and you're rooting for them, hopefully, like, by the end, and that, like, it. It, it, it works, ideally. The scenes of their innocence drawing them into each other, like, the puzzle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, that all works because, like, you believe the the puppy love. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's and it is, like, uh, every time there's a cut to them by themselves, I'm laughing because, like, it's so innocent and sweet, and then it culminates in that beautiful way, and that really starts the waterworks for me mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. And then Conrad. Conrad. Superstar stud. I know. Who I I remember, like, there were, I did not write this part to be an Asian man. And there were things about the original script that did not work if if I cast my love interest as an Asian man. Mm. Um, And because originally um, the actor we cast at Quibi was Mm African-American. And so it was like, I rewrote it for that. And then when we saw Conrad's tape, I was like, I don't know if this will work. I'd have to rewrite the script. And I was feeling very lazy. Uh, And then (laughs) Conrad came in and did the chemistry read. And I remember steps out the door. I was like, I will rewrite the script for this man. I I remember you texted me and you were like, that could not have gone better. I was like, wow, that's so exciting. Because what did you say? Like, he was the only one to like, Fluster me. Yeah. yeah, I went up on my lines and I wrote the thing. Wow, that's hot. <laughs> it was it was so obvious in the room, you know, and like, like the uh, so exciting. Like when Conrad pulled you up, like you were caught off guard, and I loved that moment. You yeah, know, it, and it ended up in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's such a it's it was such a, a eye opening moment, and and Conrad is also just like so uh, like wonderfully charming you know uh uh but he was able to like give you that darcy snootiness at the beginning you know and i think that that transformation of how the audience like sees that character like very few actors can pull that off i i've said it in press before but it is an indictment of hollywood that Mm -hmm. this is the first time conrad rickamora is playing a romantic lead in a project because he is so good at it yeah um, and I think it's not the last. There was a day, Bowen, do you remember? We were. It, it was when we were shooting, I think we were shooting in Sands Point, and we were, like, messing around at the trailer, and the car, pull, the, the van pulls up, and Conrad came out, and he was, like, backlit by the sun and shirtless and came out of the, came <laughs> out of the van, and we literally were gawking. <laughs> we were, like... <laughs> It was like that scene in the movie where it's like the the soundtrack is like, oh yeah, like that type of thing. We were just like, and we were just like, literally like the nineties. We were a gog, and he was like, "What's up, guys?" And we were like, "Uh, just watching you fucking absolutely destroy our life." Wow. And Bowen Yang is you are so iconic in the movie, baby. You are so good. And I'm so proud of you. Indie Spirit Award nominee. Indie Spirit Award nominee. I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Soon to be uh, the Egoit. The The Goit? The uh, The Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Indie Spirit Award, Tony. Egoit. 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 Igua. 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 How are you feeling about all of it? I'm so, I just, I, I feel like the way that Matt feels, like I'm just so grateful to be a part of it. And I... All I can all I can really think is like reverence for Joel and Andrew. Mm. Like it's just I can't believe you guys like not only stick the landing, but just like I don't know, like stick the landing and then immediately like build something foundational that like goes up, back yeah. up, 
You know, does this does this like metaphor make sense? It no. Does. Fuck you. Um, I don't know. Just, just, just. I'm, I'm, I'm so. I'm I'm so lucky, so lucky. I'll never forget shooting it on the island. That to me, like while we shot for most of it, like off the island, but those two weeks, like really dominate the process yeah, for I me love. in terms of like I can't believe we all lived in that house. I, know. I can't. <laughs> it was. I sometimes I think there should be a movie about the making of the movie. Yeah, like well, a documentary crew should have filmed us. There is, and it was called Instagram Stories, and everyone, <laughs> everyone saw it. Everyone watched. I want a supercut. Is what I want. I want a supercut of us, Lord. Great music video actress, Lord. Lord is referenced huh? in the movie. When? Lord, Lord it's your never. line. It's my line. It's oh yeah, I said Lord could never. <laughs> Stupid. We're giving it. We're giving it all away. No, it's okay. Yeah, okay. there's there's a lot of spoilers in this podcast. I think you need to bleep it all out. Okay. No, we don't, Joel, and you don't tell us what to bleep. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T dot com. Let's get 
into it. You know, but when I sleep well, and I, I know you do, I attribute that in many ways to the mattress that I sleep on. We both sleep on the Helix Midnight Mattress. It's given us sweet dreams aplenty. And the Helix lineup offers over 20 unique mattresses, including the reward winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections, the mm. Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids Mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts everywhere. Say it again. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Unique girl, the way you sleep is perfect. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas. That's helixsleep.com slash Culturistas, this is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. It's time for I Don't Think So, Honey. It's time for I Don't Think So, Honey. Now, I know Andrew is so excited. Before we get into it, what do you think of Taylor Swift? <laughs> stop. Why stop? Why, Why stop? stop? I mean, it's just, I, I think I missed the Taylor Swift boat a little. I think I'm like just that little bit older. Okay. Mm. I'm well. sorry. I mean, I know her songs. Patty, La- Patty LaPone loves her. Yeah. Are you different than Patty? No, I'm Are not you different. Older or... than Patty? <laughs> I don't know what to do. Okay, fine. What's God. your favorite song? Um, <laughs> ever. What's the name uh, a song? Name a song. It doesn't have to be Taylor Swift. Um, what song do you like? Uh, what's the the one with the music video where uh, it's with Clint Eastwood's son? Wildest Dreams. Oh, Wildest Dreams. Wildest Dreams is <laughs> well a great done. song. Well, well done. done. That Good. is the favorite of this podcast. Back in our great, okay, great Wildest Dreams. It's so dreamy. I'm into so it. beautiful and lovely. I'm into but problematic, right? No, come on. The okay. music video? Yeah. That she's doing whatever. it in Africa? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the music video is whatever. I don't I don't love that song for the music video. I love that song for the song. I don't like any of it. Well You like Wildest Dreams. No, I don't. I like Out of the Woods. That's so what does that mean? You can't like Wildest Dreams because you like Out of the yeah, Woods. Yeah, exactly. The best song on that album is I Wish You Would. No, it is no. not No. It's the best. Song. It's, it's the most arena rock 80s, which is the promise of the album, is that she's giving you 80s pop. But the most 80s sounding songs are Out of the Woods and I Wish You Would. That's it. That's true. Flop. The best no. song The best song on the album is <laughs> Welcome to New, New York. York. Hey! It's, it's been, been waiting, waiting for you. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. Now it's time for I Don't Think So, Honey. Yes. This is where we take one minute to rail against something in culture. Matt, I think you have something that we've already alluded to. But I, I can't think- believe Joel said it. That just means you, sisterhood. Sisterhood. Are you still going to do I'm going to do it still. Okay. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Lack of bloopers and stigma around blooper culture. <laughs> One of the funniest things you could do is break. <laughs> it's so funny every time. That's why Jimmy Fallon was the best SNL cast member of all time. <laughs> He's so famous for it. And blooper culture should be in every comedy film. And I'm ashamed of this film that I'm in, Fire Island, starring Joel Kim and Bowen. Because there's no bloopers. Yeah. And I I know we can scrounge together some bloopers. You're telling me that I didn't do a good enough job. 30 seconds. You're saying I didn't do a good enough job, that there's no bloopers. Don't answer that. This is not your I don't think so, honey. It's mine. 
And I feel that there should be more bloopers. And how come at the end of every comedy film, I have to see not bloopers? And I sit through even Marvel Cinematic Universe. Seconds. You're telling me that they're in those costumes and they're not laughing sometimes? You're telling me that, I, that sometimes Elizabeth Olsen doesn't go up on a line and say, oh, shoot, and everyone laughs Five on set? Seconds. It'd be so funny to see. More bloopers now for film. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. I think I I I think the fact that all cinema is MCU now is maybe the reason why. That well, you're, you're telling you and come on. There are Marvel bloopers though. Get uh, real, only, Joel. Only like, only they like are. Thor or something like the, on the funny ones. Right? They do not do bloopers in the credits. They do, the, but they, they, they they're online. Really they're, they're online. They're That's online. what I'm saying. It's like it should be part it, of the movie. It has experience. to be in the well, Okay, I I yes, will say it does, bro. It does. I will say that uh, there was a request to create a blooper reel. And I don't know what happened to it. Well, who requested it? It was Searchlight requested it. And then our assistant editor, Matthew Buckley, he, like, was going to put it together. And I don't know what happened. Well, well, we got to follow up. We got to follow fucking (laughs) up. Yeah, that's the thing you have to do. Follow up. Give us the the Director. Give well, us the bloopers. Why don't you? I have, I have, I have two options. I told you mine earlier today, Matt. Yes. It's, it has nothing to do with the movie. The other one has something to do with the movie. Hmm. I'll do, well, I'll do the one that has to do. Uh, we're, we're all here. This is, we're never gonna do. We're, we're, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. This is a once in a lifetime podcast event. Here we go. The Taylor Swift episode of Las Culturistas. I, I know. This is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People saying, oh, if I see the Fire Island trailer on, you know, in my fucking algorithm again, I'll kill myself or whatever the fuck. Stop being gay online then. Yeah. It's your algorithm. Don't blame the movie. Yeah. Blame your algorithm. Stop typing in Andrew Christian Jockstrap on mm-hmm. Google. Stop typing in Caroline Polachek, Carly Rae Jepsen mashup on SoundCloud. It's your fault for being a faggot yeah. so that you can get <laughs> served up this trailer. It's almost going to be out. 30 it's, seconds. It's going to end soon. This is just temporary. I promise you. And look... I'm not actually telling you to be less gay on the internet. I'm just saying, like, it's fine. We all get personalized ads that, like, are attacks. All ads are attacks in this mm-hmm. personalized world that we're in. 15 so, yeah, seconds. I'm getting, left. like, shapewear ads, which I'm actually okay <coughs> with because my stylist has turned has gotten me onto them, and they actually are amazing. I love it. I love it. Male Spanx. And they don't, they don't have to be gendered. No. What are we doing here? They don't. I don't think so, honey. People Five saying, seconds. stop showing me the trailer. Just watch the movie. And that's one minute. It's just it's it's a problem with the culture and not the film. Exactly, okay? and that's with all concerns <laughs> well, and critics really? for the film. If it's a problem with the culture, but there are critics of the film who are like who, who are criti- who, who are critiquing the film based on things that are about the culture and not the movie. Literally, like the drugs, and that 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 actually fucking sucks. Keep it in the therapy session, Come on, Mama, Mama, Mama House. Hey, listen. Stop Googling Caroline Polachek! Carly Rae Jepsen mashup! If you don't want to watch the Fire Island trailer, then listen to Caroline Polachek on Spotify only. Where they don't follow you. And then that's your and fault. And turn the cookies off. Turn off the cookies now, I said. Can I, I tell said. you, my uh, my favorite thing about your I Don't Think So Honey from a few weeks ago with oh, no. Michelle Yeoh, the Coco Lee. Oh, Coco Lee. Uh, not winning the love Oscar. Before, love Before Time, yeah. For a Love Before Time. Uh, so did uh, I say something wrong? Today? No, no, no. <laughs> so I, I have a fun story about uh, that. So I worked with James Seamus on Driveways, uh-huh. um, and he was a producer on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, wow. and he co-wrote <gasps> A Love Before Time. What? Um, and uh, and I told James, I was like, I love that song. Like I love that song. And he told me that uh, before the Oscars, uh, he was. Uh, waiting in the green room with Ang Lee 
and uh, the night of the show, the night of the, the, night of the show, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, James was like, God, like, what if what if I win for for song? Wouldn't that be hilarious? And Ang was like. I didn't vote for you. <laughs> oh! He voted for fucking Bob Dylan. I think he voted for Bob Dylan. That's <laughs> so funny. Ang. I don't think so, honey. Flop. I love it. So flop. that's I hope why. The, if you say that's that Ang Lee is a flop on this no. podcast today. No. That's what you're saying. I love Ang We've all been saying wedding banquet, wedding banquet, wedding banquet this whole press, press cycle. I'll say it. Hulk, flop. Flop. <laughs> that really was Misusing Jennifer Connelly. Is she misused? I don't know. Okay. I saw I saw Top Gun and she I saw Top Gun Maverick the other day and she definitely has like highlights in it and sort of a slang. My favorite part about Top Gun Maverick is she she's like a sailor in uh-huh, it. She uh-huh. sails a boat uh-huh. and then they got off and her hair is perfect. <laughs> she's like, all right, come on. Like Jennifer Connelly it's sort of Top Gun. she gave more than I thought she was gonna give in the movie. That's, That's just saying. she's great. She's, she's great. Amazing. I love her. Do you, do you think so? I love her. You like, love Jennifer yeah, Connelly? Yes. Beautiful Mind. Uh, she is iconic. Beautiful Mind? God, so gorgeous in that movie. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, <gasps> the Kate Winslet film. Little Children. children. Little, little Children. Yeah, that is She's a good epic. one. He's yeah. just not that into you. She's in the MCU. She is. But not in Hulk? No. Wait, wait who is she? She plays the new voice of Captain America's, or uh, excuse me, Iron, Iron Man's AI. AI. And which is funny because Paul Bettany was the original voice yes. of his AI yes. and is married to Jennifer, to Jennifer Connelly. Connelly Fish. So Whoa. They're married queen. And didn't, all goes, betcha didn't know that. Betcha. It, it all goes, goes back to the Depp Heard trial. Paul Bettany's. Oh, God, we haven't even no, commented on no, 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 Depp no. I refuse. No, we're not talking, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even mean to bring it in. Okay. Next up, we have Andrew On. Andrew On. This is your I don't think so, honey. Are you ready? Uh, I think so. Yeah, okay. you All right. are. You this do is Andrew Ron's I Don't Think So Honey as time starts now. Uh, I Don't Think So Honey, the meme format, tell me blah, 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 without telling me blah, yeah! blah, blah. You know what that is? You know what that is? That's just show me. That's just show, show me. me. Just say show me that your boyfriend is never going to leave you. Or like yeah. show me that your cat is clingy. Right? Oh. Like, I don't think so, honey. Take a writing class. Yeah. Oh. I, don't, oh. I don't think so, honey. Re- read a writing book. Oh. Uh, the Elements of Style by Strunk and White. He I did recommend. not just drop elements of style <laughs> on us. Uh, you know who the white is? That is E.B. White, the writer of Charlotte's Web. Yeah. He knows how to write a good book. <laughs> I don't think so, honey. Could you imagine if Charlotte had to weave out, uh, tell me you're some pig without oh! telling me you're some pig? She would be dead. She'd be seconds. dead. The book she would, would be over. far too much web. Wilbur, Wilbur, like, in the slaughterhouse, <laughs> totally dead, yeah. side of bacon, I don't think so, honey. Tell me, blah, blah, blah. Five Tell seconds. me, blah, blah, blah. Use less words. And then that's one minute. I Incredible. Didn't Charlotte die? She did. Yes, she passed she, does. she didn't die. She passed away. She passed away. That's actually one of the saddest animal deaths. A spider, no less. Yeah, arachnid death. Arachnid. Who knew? We could connect to someone so. And that's the magic of E.B. White. <laughs> and therefore, take the Gotham Writers Workshop courses. Today. Hey, where's the gay <laughs> reboot of Charlotte's Web? With... <laughs> With... Templeton. Your tongue pop was just so, so funny. So pathetic. Because your tongue came all the way out of your mouth. <laughs> I forgot I had to do this. What, what, what are you talking about? Joel, I always forget. Do you have I always forget. Yeah, I, I think I Of course, I have he always deliver. I have something. But Joel is an icon of the form. Truly. He's I, done some incredible I don't think so, honey. <sighs> okay, and begrudgingly, this is Joel Kim Booster's I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't 
don't think so, honey. Subtitles. Oh! I've been watching you. I've been watching you, and I don't like what you're bringing to the table, subtitles, okay? Because, listen, I don't want to read while I'm watching. I don't want to read while I'm watching. And I know that subtitles aren't necessarily for me, okay? But I don't like the embellishment. I don't like the editorializing that subtitles sometimes feel beholden to do. When I'm watching my friend Matt Rogers on a show called I Love That For You, I do not want to see sassily laughs, okay? Oh, I don't want to see derisive snort. Let me be the judge visually of what the snort is oh. doing. I don't need your help, subtitles. Step aside, subtitles, okay? Because I don't like you. I don't like what you bring. I, I don't, I, if I wanted to read a book, I would read a book, Yeah. okay? That's not what I want to do. You're distracting. I'm looking at the bottom of the screen. I should be looking at the eyes of my friend Matt Rogers. Five and I love that for you. I do not need to know that he's gay. I can tell from his movements. And that's I don't one think so, minute. Can I say something? The word sassy has to the go. The word sassy is inherently homophobic in such a dark way. And also, the character that I play on that show is not, not sassy. sassy. He's dry. Would you describe me as sassy on that show? I would say what your arms are doing are sassy, but... Not your voice. But it, it not sassy. The people on that show. writing the subtitles sometimes take liberties. They take liberties. And they're not okay. No. Honestly, if a if straight character laughed the way I laughed on that show, it would not be called sassily laugh. No. I hate sassy. I hate you the guys word have to sassy. do a subtitle pass on, on Fire Ooh, Island. Wait, we the, should look at that. The yeah. way yeah. Wait, can I say too? Wait, what sassy was, fag what, walks into room? That's what I was gonna say under every under every word. I can't remember what subtitle we were watching the other day, but actually the artists behind the subtitles were actually really good because someone said, "Oh, it was Drag Race." Someone called the, Monet called herself a thick queen, uh-huh. and they spelled it correctly: F T H I C C. And I was like, "Good job, girls! Yeah, good job, good job, girls! Girls!" But it's when they describe something. In brackets, that's, that's when they they that's they, when they, it's wrong. they start. Well, and agree. sometimes they're just they're just plain wrong, yeah. and they don't circle back. I love to catch the mistakes, but yeah. I, it's a distraction from what I'm there to do because I'm not there to read. I'm there to watch. Yeah, you can't get the intimacy. Do you watch Drag Race? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Are you watching all winners? I'm I'm watching all winners. What are well, you let's thinking? give the people uh, what they want. Let's talk about it. Let's give the <laughs> listen. Nobody, I guarantee you, nobody wanted to hear us blather on about our fucking movie. <laughs> they wanted to hear us talk about all winners. Let's do it. We said it was a two-hour episode. Yeah. And we're <laughs> what are your thoughts on winners? What are your winners? thoughts? Uh, I mean, so far, uh, like, the the love has been spread, right? Like, no one has more than one star, right? Legendary no legend stars. Legendary say her, legend say, stars. Say, say the name. I love it when they're dumb. But, uh, I mean, like, Jinx, obviously, slayed uh, Snatch Game. Like, amazing. Winner. Uh, the ball was, was cool. Random ass theme but yeah, yeah. I, Vanna is not the thing is the gag of Vanna surprising them was very funny Loved but it. as a category it's not super interesting yeah. Yeah. Who, it's who like was gowns it? who was it that like didn't notice Evie for so long Evie, Evie. well and I think they had to cut it weird because Evie just didn't do the assignment yeah. at no, all and so like I, if I were Vanna White I'd be offended when Evie walked out <laughs> in a gigantic red, red wig, wig and a, and, a, and not even a gown that Vanna would ever wear on that show like, just completely disregarded it. Yeah. And I have to say, okay, I do like the non-elimination format. I think if this, is how, if this is how we get 
actual stars and actual talent back on the show, then by God, let's do All-Stars yeah. this way. Not even All-Winners, just regular All-Stars. So we can see the GGs. We can see Asia Kim Chi. Back. Kim Chi back. Oh, you know, yeah. like, we're never going to get those people back because they have no reason to sully their, their non-winner but still good you know, uh, reputation right. by going yeah. home early. Right. Yeah. I don't need to see Serena Cha-Cha back on my screen. No, actually, not an all-star. <laughs> and we say that with all the love and respect in no, the world. No, and I'm sure she listens. But listen, it is <laughs> tough. I think also in terms of all winners right now, Oh, I think that... <laughs> you, you better tread carefully, bitch. <laughs> no, I lost it. What was I going to say? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the thing that I... Somebody else on our group said noticed this, and I agree, is that... It sucks. Raja has been third in every episode. So yes. Oh. Raja has solidly been in third. And in, some might argue second. I actually think that she should have been in the, the top, top two for Snatch Game over Trinity. Oh, my God. This, I well, thought what she did was better, funnier, and more interesting than what Trinity Purple did. Mittens. That was Purple so Mittens. So Purple Mittens was very funny. The, the makeup work on both of her characters oh was insane. Yeah. I think it was smarter. I think that gay Satan was not a interesting enough take it was it didn't it was first thought it it's, didn't go to the second level it's diminishing returns after like the hey girl what like, kind af- of gay person yeah are you? yeah you know yeah. like give me some more specificity there than just gay like southern gay guy which you are trinity and then also <laughs> i thought leslie jordan was great i think the funniest part of the entire episode was i think she's she's since top two when she's i think honestly no that and i get it like raja was excellent at the Snatch Game. Like, that was so much better than I think anyone thought was going to be. But I just think Trinity was... There were more jokes. Raja had beats that she was playing, and Raja looked flawless. And I also thought that Madam was... Really good. Um, Madam like, was amazing. Both of them were great, and the transformations like she probably could have been top two on that alone. I thought, I thought, and I also thought Raja did better at the runway. And but again, yeah. runway on yeah. that show, it like sometimes counts, it sometimes doesn't matter. Like the reason Raja wasn't in the top for the ball was because of Olivia the Newton, John Waters. Which yeah. I liked that. I thought that was smart. You like, know, touch. like I get, I get that it was like subtle, but it's perfect. Like, it didn't just, read. Though. It didn't read. It was too Honestly, small. I, th- I think had had had. She come out and like was Sandy from like the neck down and like really John Waters face like mm. and no wig like we would have gotten it because Raja could have got taken it all the way with the John Waters face and the kookiness of the face and like even Sandy yeah. body but I don't know I just think that it wasn't thought out well enough and for someone that watches every single runway to not know that that mustache mm. wasn't gonna read yeah, yeah. I, was a major misstep shout out to my uh, boyfriend friend of the pod. John Michael Cicina, yes. who said he, she should have done, and I agree, Olivia Newton John Travolta. Yeah, that, oh my come god, on. that would have been so Missed good. Are you yeah. kidding me? Damn. Yes. Wow. Oh, that would have been. That's like right there. Yeah, it's yeah. like right it's, there. It would have been a slay, and she would have won because she had the best Vanna. Yeah, she did. She, she really had the best, and she had the best, and the best like original. Oh, by far, made dress yeah. too. Then again, Jada. Let, let's not take it away from Jada. Jada Jada's was, was great. stunning, and so was Trinity. Yeah, so uh, yeah. was Trinity. Yeah, Trinity's although Trinity's iconic. gives me the impression that I kind of feel like Trinity had that design. Oh. She's, ready to go and was like gonna make that dress no matter she said that. what the fact she said was. as much like she's like I've got something like mm-hmm. in my back pocket which know? not to take away it's yeah. insane that she made that in a day yeah. like no matter how she came to the show with it but like and I think I think a couple of the contestants would have done well to have thought a little bit more in advance yeah. about what they were gonna design for a ball challenge but yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say I have a feeling 
Jada is really going to blow us all away. You think so? Yeah. There's I an underdog so. narrative percolating. Well, underdog yeah, narrative. But she's so she's always she was always impressive her season. Mm-hmm. She only lip synced once, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I just I've I've really enjoyed it, seeing her. It is yeah. it's, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to gauge with her because she does well in like obviously she did well in the ball challenge mm-hmm. her first season. She was in the top for that. And so like design that's there. But like it's one of those things with like Simone where like she did good on a lot of she's a funny and she did good on a lot of the comedy challenges, but flopped on some of the other comedy challenges. Uh-huh. And it's the same with Jada, where Jada's very funny. But like, is like sort of flopping on some comedy challenges and not others. I, I don't. I don't. It's it's. She's a wild card because I, like, yeah. I think she's amazing. She's one of my favorite winners. Me too. But like, I don't know how she's gonna do here. Yeah, it's. I think the only person, and I, I'm sort of on record. I I am not an Evie Oddly fan, and I think she's the only person that's like not measuring up. But I will say, I, I like love, Evie. I, I like Evie better on this season than I did on her original season because it feels like she is like not necessarily there to compete as much as she is there to have fun. Great I don't think Evie I, I don't think Evie expects to win. I think Evie is there to do her, which I sort of like because the reason I didn't like her on season 11 is she was so overly competitive and there was just an edge to her, like a competitive edge to her which I was just like I think took maybe it was the edit but it went too far and now it's just like to see a fun side of yeah. Evie like makes me feel like less on edge watching well here's the difference too I think is that like Evie was on an extremely non-competitive season it of was Drag rough. Race and so like the thing is it's like you can be annoyed that Evie was like calling out the competitors for not doing well but the fact was is they, they weren't, weren't doing they were well and Evie was doing season. well yes. and so like beyond Brooklyn Heights on that season there yeah. was no com- competition for Evie and like now there is and so I think she doesn't have that like chip on her shoulder because she's not she's competing against people who are good now and like she's like learning and there's like Mm-hmm. She she even said it in Untuck this last time. She's like glad to finally be like making friends with the girls that she's yeah. competing with because yeah. I think she respects them and she didn't respect the girls she was uh, competing <laughs> with the last time. Right. And I will say Monet is doing great yeah, this love season. Monet. I love Monet. I actually feel like because because of the plunger, it's like the the people that are perceived as the front runners are gonna get fucked over. And yeah. I think you, you you're because getting... I think Shay has a really good shot at it unless she keeps getting blocked. Yeah. And I think that it's the same with Jinx. I think Jinx and Shay are sort of the ones that, like... Everyone's looking at them. They have a target on their back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are sort of all-around good. Yeah. Like, they each have, like, one weakness, I think. Everybody... Uh, Trinity is maybe the one, though, that is probably poised to do the best because... She's versatile? She is sort of, like... I don't know if she's the best in all categories, but she's competent, at least, in most of the categories. Well, we have seen her do extremely well in comedy and fashion. Whereas, like... With Shay, and it's never been more clear to me than this season how fucking stunning Shay is. Mm-hmm. Like, in and out of drag. And too. good at the competition, like, good at the game of drag. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But the comedy is sometimes a little dodgy. Yeah, I think she's a very smart, serious person. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. yeah. But, like, an incredible competitor. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, like, and hits the runway and is just like, like, that, that. That Everything she does look? is so well thought out. <gasps> I know. That crown, like the royalty look that they had to do the first week, I was oh, like, this yeah, is yeah, so... Yeah. And you have to have such an eye and taste to put that together because it's like, it doesn't seem like it would go. Yeah. Commanding. And the way she walked with Naomi Campbell in front of oh, her. I cried. <gasps> so good. Amazing. Such a and good you could look. just tell how meaningful that was. Yeah. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, we love this. Who, really quick, top four for all of you. Who's who's getting the most legendary legend stars? And I think it'll be. I'm, I'm gonna say Jinx, Trinity, Shay. I hope Raja. I hope Raja gets in there. I'm gonna say Jinx, Trinity, Shay, and Monet is mm. where it's headed. Because, again, for the well-rounded thing. Because yeah. Monet really figured out the fashion. Sometimes she comes out and doesn't look right. Like, her Vanna White was <laughs> not right. But, but like, there's times when Monet hits the runway and she's I think they beautiful. were all genuinely, except for Raja and maybe Jada and Trinity, I think they were all a little bored with that and were like, we don't want to do this. <laughs> like, because I, I do think Monet looked great. It was just not the category and like it is kind of rude to have Vanna stand there and then they were like oh fuck I'm not I kind of <laughs> yeah. prompt completely because I didn't want to do this each look was giving Junior prom in a way that was <laughs> a sort of iconic by the way they uploaded the clip the just the Vanna White portion of the runway and the, the title of the ep- the video is Vanna White scares drag race contestants <laughs> and it's like that's not what she was doing it's a surprise why did you why did boom. you put boom Vanna White surprises <laughs> drag race if contestants. it really was a, cu- a cut to like fucking like Raja being like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that was I was so scared when I saw Vanna Raja's reaction was like super so loved cute it. Yeah. yeah they all were they all yeah. were very funny except Evie <laughs> yeah except for Evie <laughs> yeah. who I'm I'm actually not entirely sure that Evie recognized Vanna White for Vanna White right right which is like oh some some chic lady yeah. and I, I think I, I feel like <laughs> the Vivian didn't recognize her but that's just a cultural I mean yeah, that's yeah, fairly yeah, cultural yeah. Who the are Vivian's you? doing good Vivian's yeah doing great. Um, my, uh, Shay, Jinx, Trinity, I, I think Monet's gonna make it. Yeah, we're, we're the same. I'm gonna say, it's funny, people keep talking about how Monet is playing the social game very well. No. And I don't actually know that how much (laughs) that matters. She she keeps saying it's gay survivor. I'm like, no, that was All Stars, like, four, five, six. Like, this is not how Survivor works. It's also, (laughs) it's just so funny that, like, these alliances are happening. And there's, there's eight of them. And then everybody keeps like being like, are you in an alliance? Yeah. Like they keep eavesdropping I on their love alliances. Every, as someone who actually like loves Survivor, I love these queens who have a baseline understanding of the show being like, girl, we need to do an alliance. <laughs> like, like, what does that mean? And it's just like, what does that mean? Don't well, vote for I, each other? Yeah, that's what that means. And I love <laughs> okay, girl, both I'm down. Jinx and Shay completely like just with like a couple interrogating it just a little bit it like no. falls apart like it just like, so you <laughs> don't want us to vote for you and you're saying this now that you already have a star yeah. and Monet's like maybe maybe not <laughs> they're like no girl that's what it is <laughs> uh, minor Jinx Che Trinity and I, I'm gonna say Jada and because yeah. here's the thing here's the no, thing I get it I, I totally don't get think it. they will block Jada like I oh, think yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. pattern has been block the person who won the week before. I do not think next week whoever wins is going to block Jada. Hmm. Interesting. And I think that that'll give her an opportunity to bake it back up and surprise. Because, again, she's a little unpredictable. I think she is considered maybe one of the underdogs of the season. And I mm-hmm. think that, like, no one, whoever, next week it's it's a comedy challenge. Probably, so it's probably yeah. going to be Trinity Jinx and Monet. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think any of them are going to block but the, Jada. But the trailer made it seem that they all did really well. True. So, um, okay, the only reason I hope for Raja is that, I well, for obvious reasons, but I think the show, it's in the interest of the show maybe to have Raja in the last, in the top four because it's like, I think I think it's so cool that Jinx is being introduced to like this new audience yes. in a way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's there's something cool for them to have an old 
quote unquote winner. Well, here's the, the thing, though. I wonder, though, because it's a lip sync SmackDown at the end, there's always mm-hmm. the calculus of like, who's going to put on the best show? Right. You know, yeah. and I, I, won- I do wonder, like, if they're going to consider that because I, I, I wonder what. The thing is, is Raja has adjusted to the game that it is that this show is now yes. better than I think anyone could have expected. Kind of it's nuts. Completely I, I different. Agree. It's a completely yeah. different show now, totally. and she's slaying it every single yeah. week. And like stuff like the the first challenge, the da- that was not something that they did in her season. I mean, they did like the single like punk rock right, challenge or whatever right. that music challenge. But beyond that, they didn't do the like Song. the verses that yeah, they have yeah. to do now no. and the dancing that they have to do now. And snatch game is very different from mm-hmm. her first snatch yeah. game. The bar has been risen. Like I just think that like she's doing so much better. And it, even if she doesn't win, it's a it's a big win for yeah. Raja coming back on. Yeah. Major yeah. huge net positive. Bring back BB Sahara Bene. Yes. Um, I want to. What I want to see if it's, if it's not winners and we go forward, I want to see Kimchi Asia, like you said. I want to see um, Gigi. Like, yeah, Gigi Good. I want to see Brooklyn Heights. Got Mick. Got Mick. Got Mick. Mm-hmm. I want to see honestly Cameron Michaels. I want to see Dita Ritz. Dita Ritz. Long overdue. Bring one back of the Dita. still top five. One of the best. Yeah. Lip-syncs. One of the best that. Best. Yeah, that lip sync is amazing. Yeah. Or at least a lip sync assassin. I can't believe she hasn't been brought as back yeah. as an assassin. Also, oh, not for right? nothing, yeah. but um, Queen from last season uh, that that made the top four. Um, God, God, oh, God! She must have been a real no, star. no, Angeria, Angeria. I would love to see back. Yeah. Like, I I could see Angeria coming back even without the incentive of no eliminations because I think she would do well. Yeah, and Lady Camden would be great. Yeah. I mean, there, last season was strong. Maybe Rose. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like. There's a lot of queens from that season. Candy Muse should come back. Like, but I think you are going to get more interest if you're not going to eliminate them. This looks fun. Yeah. This season, yeah. if I'm a contest- yes. former contestant, it looks fun, fun. to do. And, and, and like we as an audience are having a lot of fun watching. Yeah, yeah, because it's better when the people competing are, are better. Yeah. And Jinx can be like, <laughs> I hate my dress and laugh. And not be worried. So that funny. was so funny. And not be like, I hate my dress and I'm worried that my reputation yeah, is going down in right. flames like the goddamn Yeah, I mean, the only stakes for them are humiliation. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's cool, though. I love it. Love Drag Race. Love it. <laughs> love it. Well, Joel, Andrew, thank you so much. Thank you for being here on Las Culturistas. What do you have to say to us? Um, thank the you. acting was so good. <laughs> <The acting> was <laughs> good. <laughs> That's on that note, we end every episode with a song. You tell me you're in love with me Like you can take your pretty eyes away from me It's not that I don't want to stay But every time you come too close I move away (laughs) For the rest of that song You better listen to the Fire Island movie There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. 
you know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 